and welcome to episode 305 of Video Game Apocalypse. I am your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? <laughs> Disgraced personal attorney to the president, Chris Antista. <laughs> and uh, the opportunity was presented itself, so I took it to be here, Matthew Allen. Jesus. And special guest, the lonely publicist, Tyler Nagata. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Welcome Ed. back, Tyler. <laughs> and I'm not so lonely anymore. No. Wow. What up, dude? Now you're, you're here surrounded by friends and a yeah. Neo Geo machine. It's oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Spark you, joy you had, everywhere. Everywhere you I had see. had something to do with the best game ever, I guess, DDF? Best game series ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're riding yeah. high on the Earth Defense Force train. Yeah. <laughs> Why uh. don't people make games better than that? Seems like it'd be easy. And cost more. Mm-hmm. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. What's Ubisoft thinking, Michael? Mm, I don't know. I was trying to show it to a coworker and get him excited, and he's like, nah, this looks old. I'm like, no, it's amazing. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Can I stop this story and hunt for treasure? Shut up, Ubisoft employee. <laughs> but what if I want to unlock perks and DLC? Eat a dick! Kill bugs! Never stop killing bugs. <laughs> It's going to be a fun week this week. We've got stuff coming out at the end of the week we, we can't talk about and that didn't influence our topic selection at all, like Toe Jam and Earl coming back after how many years ago was that Xbox game? Um, Maybe oh, 04? God, there was the Xbox game. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like 15 years, something yeah. like yeah, that? Yeah, you, you can only get excited about this release if you have forgotten about the Xbox release. <laughs> yep. This week's topic was actually inspired by a couple of other recent events. Some of the news that we'll talk about is that Nintendo and Microsoft are rumored to be joining forces to bring Game Pass to Switch. Mm -hmm. Boy, and, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's, it's a strange and intriguing crossover that, yeah. you know, isn't it the Ori in the Blind Forest would be the first game? And Ori in the Blind Forest, yeah, would be natively on the Switch, where like mm -hmm. Microsoft would just publish oh. the game there. And then the other rumor is that they're prepping Game Pass to work on a variety of platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm -hmm. That was one of my inspirations for this. The other was just a few news stories from recent months about characters appearing in other game series that... Well, okay, so normally this ha this happens all the time with like inter-publisher stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you will see mm -hmm. Mega Man in Monster Hunter and that's sure. that they're both Capcom that yeah. makes that makes sense. This also happens all the time with first party stuff. It's mm -hmm. like if you put our platform on an Xbox, we're going to loan out a, a Spartan for you to use in this yeah. thing, you know. Or if have a big daddy for PlayStation's terrible attempt at Smash Brothers. <laughs> right. Um, but what normally you almost never saw was like third party publishers crossing over and mm -hmm. having a, a franchise from one publisher appear in another. Like even even like Mario Rabbids, right? Like that is a first party Nintendo saying you're putting a game on our platform. Yeah. We will let you use our characters for this thing. But but you don't you don't normally see like oh I don't know uh, Dante or something appearing in a Ubisoft game. No, but you do yeah. see him appearing in some other games. Really? Yeah. Perhaps games even on, on our top five list? Possibly. Oh my goodness. So this, yeah, this is going to be um, 
What would you call this? Brand cameos. So those strange bedfellows. Yes, they, that he oh, says, yeah. and then he retires. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is yeah. Third-party publishers who would otherwise have no reason to work together, uh, loaning out characters or scenarios, or having big-ass crossover events that uh, appear in each of their games. For the sake of variety, we're actually going to leave fighting games completely out because most most of you listening could come up with. About a dozen fighting games off the top of your head that have excellent character cameos in them. And mm. uh, so, just for the sake of this not being an all-fighting game list, we're not having any fighting Yeah, fighting games, games are sort of platforms for this. Like, they, yeah, they, they're they right. just... You can almost host any character on there as long as it right. makes sense in that particular fighting mm, game engine. fighting games are platforms for characters. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Correct. Sure. Jeez. They are. Wow. No, he's, he's absolutely right. And that was like an obvious thing I should have just grasped. Yeah. And we're, we're also sticking keep sticking to just like smaller cameos or events because otherwise we get into the weeds like Project Cross Zone and these other massive mashup games. That it's like the, right. the mashup cannot be the point of the game. Well, there was, mm. there was already a VGA episode all about That's true. mashups. Which yeah. I imagine at least 10 <laughs> can qualify for that. Yeah, just, We've been doing this a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're staying away from, from fighting games, from, like, yeah, literally mashup games. So, what is it, Battletoads versus Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Not, not on our list, because that no. entire game is based on the premise of we're doing a crossover. So. Mm-hmm. Or Pokemon Conquest, which was on the previous show's list. We're also not including just, it has to be video game properties. Like, we're not including, like, when Ubisoft had the Predator in mm. Ghost Recon, you know, mm. like, even mm. though that is still fucking cool, yeah, the fact yeah. that they did yes. that. Yeah, we're talking video game crossovers, which yes. up until recent years were just as you'll I mean, well, as we saw when we were doing the research, they're actually pretty rare, the third-party crossovers. Mm-hmm. And, and even, mm-hmm. like, the lists we found, a lot of them contain, like, first-party characters. We're like, eh, 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 that's not a third-party, so, yes. But so I, nothing like Cloud appearing in Final Fantasy Tactics or something. Um, right. Well, that would be game. within right. the same publisher. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Or, or like Marcus Phoenix appearing in Lost Planet 2. Well, that was was that just for the Xbox version or was that for the PS3 I think so, version? yeah. Yeah. So that, that'd be yeah. the example of like a first party loaning out a character because it's on their platform. Or Cole McGrath right. showing up in Street Fighter across uh, Tekken. Did that really happen? Ooh, that <laughs> did happen. I thought we were supposed to forget about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could you? I mean, it hurt me personally, so I don't know. Anyway, none of that. None of that shit. All (laughs) off the table. Exactly. We're talking third-party publishers. We're talking the Capcoms, Mm -hmm. the Ubisofts, the Bandai Namcos. There's a Namco Bandai. I never fucking remember. All of those guys. The the Atlas. What about the the IDOSes? Atlas slash Sega now. No. Yeah, no. The IDOS is yeah, part of Square now. There's a mm. lot of them. Anyway, mm. we have 30 2010 stuff. told me that uh, the third Gex came out 20 years ago, and I was like, I have no idea if that's the last one. <laughs> I I have no idea. Were there more Gexes? Have there been more Gexes this whole time? There can always be more Gexes. At some point, he just mashed up in my mind with the Geico Gecko. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Enter the Gecko, I believe it's called. Yes. yes. That's right. Not as good as James Pond. Mm. I'd say they're about on par. <laughs> True. Yeah. I have never played a Gex. I'm not ashamed to admit. No. Uh, they're completely tubular. I don't know Are they? You're, you're missing out. No. <laughs> no, no, but it, it is very strange. I mean, can I just listen to Dana Gold talk for an hour? Is that like a similar experience? Uh, you'll notice they don't have a lot of room for sound effects, so you'll hear the same Brady Bunch references like 90 times in the first level. I can't wait. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> 
Uh, what's the show about again? Oh, yeah, the, the mashups thing, the brand cameos, uh, which we'll get into right after this. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1999. Uh, would you get into Closet with Liam Neeson and James Nesbitt for five minutes in heaven? Oh. Uh, five minutes of heaven, excuse me. I might be misconstruing this. title. <laughs> For yeah. this fucking movie. Would you like to know my, okay. my particular set of skills? <laughs> Watch what I do with my tongue. All right. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us only need five minutes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys. I don't know what you think they're doing. Okay, that's, that's way better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back to talk about what, Matt? Publisher crossovers. Yes. Publisher, publishers Clearinghouse crossovers. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ed McMahon's going to come to your door. He's going to tear it down with the about me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Ed McMahon sounds like. That, that's exactly Bill what Bill on Saturday Night Live uh, doing Ed McMahon. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are correct, sir. That's, all that's Phil Hartman sounding like Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump in with number five. Yo, Wow. Who remembers that? I feel like I do, but I don't know what rare game it would be from. Well, you're very close. It's not a rare game, but it was a game. Got ukulele? Yeah. This is. Well, this is specifically Shovel Knight appearing in ukulele. Oh. And and for this one, I'm actually uh, throwing the formula in reverse. We're not going to talk about one specific cameo in a game. We're going to just give props to Shovel Knight because he's been in, like, friggin' every game at this Total point. Total horror, he, that Shovel Knight. Yes. There's probably only one other character I can think that's been around more than Shovel Knight. But I think he's going to be appearing later on this list. So I'll, I'll yeah. save it for now. I, I noticed this a lot with indies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shovel Knight. There's a lot of cross pollination yeah. with Indians. Shovel Knight. Uh, Meat Boy, I think, has made some cameos, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's like it makes sense. They get at these like game jams, or they get at like GDCs, and they start talking, and yeah, there's a little camaraderie, and it's like, hey, you want to use my character, put him in your game, and help promote your game? Sure, why not? And so yeah, Shovel Knight has been in a lot of stuff. And just to note, we're not crossover shaming Shovel Knight. Oh no, not no, at no. all. <laughs> no, I'm not. Cross- I, think, I think it's crossover it's, it's admirable. Any, any way you can. Because I think, well, one, Shovel Knight's the game that should have always existed and never did until passionate people made it a reality. And then I think they also wanted to, like, why the fuck should our character only appear in our games? And, like, I think aggressively tried to pursue places where Shovel Knight could appear. Mm-hmm. I, at least I think so, because it was a lot very quickly. I think yeah. it was because he became sort of a champion of indie games, where he, it, Shovel Knight is one of the most successful popular yeah, indie games. He's a symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right, and so he just appears. I, I think it's like I was saying. Like if you want to kind of lend some credence to a game, uh, you might say, "Hey, you can use Shovel Knight," and that is that is showing he's, you sort of have our stamp of approval. The was it Yacht Games? Is that Yacht Club? Yacht Club Games. Games. Yeah. You have their stamp of approval, and and I think it does raise the profile of those games that he that he appears in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, so on the Shovel Knight wiki, there is a page of appearances in other media. Yeah. And just to rattle off a few here, he's been in Runbow, Star Mazer, 
Cook, Serve, Delicious Battle Kitchen, Road Redemption, which I actually have a clip of. So if you're not familiar with Road Redemption, it is a sort of spiritual successor to Road Rash. Road Rash. Riding around on motorbikes at very high speeds and uh, throwing each other off them. And that that's just from the, the Shovel Knight trailer where some uh, ne'er-do-well bikers are like menacing a truck convoy and they've got machine guns and shotguns and stuff and Shovel Knight just rides up and shrugs off their bullets and then starts swatting them off their bikes with his shovel. I remember that scene in Wreck-It Ralph too. Absolutely. Yeah, the car combat yeah, MMO. Just, Shovel Knight made his appearance. Sure, just seeing him pop up and all these things like made me wonder why this had, didn't happen more often. Maybe the right people weren't talking, like weren't having dinner together or something like that. Uh, just I, I imagine developers meet all the time. Like, ah, it'd be cool if Gordon Freeman could end up in fucking Overcooked. Uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be awesome. But they don't work in a, a the licensing, so they don't know this. And I, I'm honestly curious. I, I how think it's the opposite problem. I, I, I think it's the lack of lawyers. Is they're not big corporations out there trying probably, to protect yes. their IP, and so it probably is just them sitting over beers saying, "Hey, can I use your character? Yeah, absolutely. You can use our character, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's no, we don't need to put paper between us, anything like that. It's you there know. might be a licensing agreement just to make sure nobody gets upset later. Sure, like a legal yeah. Zoom. Standardized <laughs> licensing agreement. But yeah, he's he's been in all kinds of stuff. Blaster Master Zero. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Brawlhalla. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah Ubisoft, Brawlhalla. which also fighting featured, game. Well, it wasn't a Ubisoft game before, right? Yeah, they acquired we, we bought, it. They, yeah. Ubisoft bought the did, studio. Did Rayman appear in that game before they bought the studio or after? I think after. I'm okay. not 100 percent okay. sure because that would have qualified the for the list, and then until Ubisoft bought them. Mm. So. Side note, the lead developer for Road Redemption posted a really interesting article on Gamasutra about Road Rash, Ooh. which Road Redemption is kind of billed as a spiritual successor of, Yeah, and he described it not as a racing game, but as an action game where things are constantly coming at you and you that have to sense. make quick decisions mm. you know, as the new things come yeah. at you down the road, and I just thought that was an interesting way to look at those types of games that you usually consider like a racing game or a combat racing game. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I, I never I never really thought I was racing in a rush. It was how can I knock the dude on the bike next to me off? Like that that's yeah. all I Yeah, about. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know I said no fighting games, I'm gonna break that rule a little bit right <laughs> off the bat. Man. Bend it, He's bend it because so we're not talking primarily about a fighting game, but uh Shovel Knight also appeared in like one of the most indie games imaginable, Blade Strangers. Which is just a fighting game mashup of a bunch of different indie characters. And uh, it's one of the few places you can hear him speaking Japanese. Nice. Authenticity. Nice. I love the way he says shavoru. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard that in there. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's also, he's at least a trophy in one of the Smashes, right? Yeah, in, in yeah. Ultimate, I think. In yeah. Ultimate. Was he also in Wii U? No, I thought or? he was in Wii, the Wii U version. I, I could be, and he wasn't in Ultimate, but I think I'm wrong on one of those. So prove me wrong in the comments, people. I mean, are there any characters that aren't in Ultimate? I mean, there, there are all those uh, spirits that you're collecting. Yeah, but he was They're never playable. Here. He's mm-hmm. just an assist trophy. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, man. And he's, and he's, he's like the only third-party amiibo that, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. With, without a character in the game. 
<laughs> oh, but the the amiibo is for use with Shovel Knight on Switch, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, in Wii U, don't forget about that system. It's very important right. to Tyler yes. Nagata. <laughs> His face. He told me. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I think, yeah, they also have Plague Knight and one other amiibo, possibly King Knight? I don't know. Uh, I don't pay enough attention to that game, which is unfortunate because it is a super fun fusion of, like, DuckTales, which we already agreed is one of the ten best games. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Smash for a moment. Or I'm 20 like, what? Best games. What does Smash have to do with DuckTales? Yeah. You're talking about Shovel Knight. Yeah, gotcha. Shovel Knight. Gotcha. It's a fusion of <laughs> DuckTales and Mega Man. It's like taking all the best aspects from the 8-bit generation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's yeah, it's a it's a, it's one of the few games I've played through like multiple times. Every time it pops up on another system for ten bucks, why not get it? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah the game is fantastic, and the only reason I don't think more about it is just because like they haven't really made another full Shovel Knight. Yeah, I well they had the Treasure Trove, which I think has like an all new campaign. Yeah, where you play as Plague Knight. I yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah, but not the same. No, this is a game that started getting cameos from first party, so it's like it's interesting that he's then gone out to pollinate other games with his presence. Ugh, but like put it that way, Kratos <laughs> appeared in the PS4 version, which I think Corey Barlog has gone on record saying, "No, this is canon. This is a canon Kratos <laughs> appearance." Uh, Kratos legit fought uh, Shovel Knight at one point. Uh, Battletoads are in the. My son is a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads are in the the Xbox version. I forget who's in the Switch version, if anyone. But uh, anyway, Shovel Knight's a good game. Yeah. All right. You know, I just thought like, what happened to that Battletoads game we were supposed to get? Anyway, keep going. Mm, I'm sure it'll happen eventually. And I mean, Rash was in Killer Instinct, right? That's as good as promised. Yeah, that was, that was like a half a decade ago. Oh, geez. Look, and Microsoft has all of E3 to itself to announce this, so mm-hmm. go for it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take twice the space. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right. They took their own space. They went to a theater across the street. Oh, that's true. All right. Well, let's move on to... Number four. See who remembers this one. <laughs> Kind of a, an obscure one these days. It was a huge deal when it happened to the is, point where I think it got a sticker on the box. Did I hear? Is it Ebony and Ivory or the name of you those? You did two hear aliens? Ebony and Ivory. Uh, this is Dante. You are you the human, the son of Sparta, who challenges the darkness for this? Block off, Featherface, or you can stick around and find out the hard way. Uh, that's God, he's from... so cool if you're 10. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Did you look just like him. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a Penny Arcade uh, strip recently that I super empathized with where, like, uh, one of them's talking about, like, yeah, just Kingdom Hearts doesn't really make sense anymore. Like, I tried to get into it, and, like, the, the series made so much more sense when I was a kid. And the other one's like, you were in your early 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. When I was a kid. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. But, yeah. Same, same with Dante. We, we didn't know enough to be, like, not wowed by how edgy and cool he was. Uh, he had so white cool. hair, for God's sake. It's like reverse goth. <laughs> but uh, Dante showed up in, of all things, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne, which is an oh. RPG about uh, the end of the world, centered mainly in Tokyo, where you find out that you are, I think, like a half-human, half-demon. You can summon demons. You can uh, hang out with them, recruit them to your party. 
And uh, Dante shows up in the, well, in the American version of the game automatically. I think it was like a re-release in Japan called uh, Maniacs, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne Maniacs. And uh, he is initially very nonplussed with you. He shows up as a boss several times. And uh, first he just thinks you're another demon. He wants to cut you down. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not sure that the person who hired me to kill you is on the level. Maybe we'll just, uh, you know, I'll I'll just fight you to test your abilities now. And then the last time around, he's like, uh, how about I I work for you? Uh, We'll flip a coin. Normally I charge a lot of money, but uh, heads, I'll charge you a dollar or a maca, whatever the currency here is. Tails, (laughs) uh, you just give me half of what you got. And then he joins your party. But before that, there's like a special dungeon where he chases you around like goddamn Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. You can where you can know you know he's on your tail because the music changes. Listen. Oh shit, it's done. <laughs> Fucking run, it's that guy I like. I would like to imagine if Dante was a real guy, that would be the like, warning you got. You would just hear gunshots and that music. Like, oh, shit. Well, I didn't I didn't look at the clip, so to me it just sounded like the, the first club from Blade was chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Theater of the mind, man. That scene in the second Matrix movie. <laughs> Is he more of a ranged guy or a melee guy when you uh, finally... He's, he's both, and I think if you get caught by him in that maze, like he'll shoot you to slow you down. Mm-hmm. But then if he catches up to you, it makes you sit through it uh, It going into a battle screen, and then he'll just like stab you once with the sword, mm-hmm. the stinger, and it'll either kill you instantly, or uh, you'll get sent back to the beginning, or outside the puzzle area with like all the the puzzles uh, unsolved again. It's like, mm. fuck. Now, does he ever do like Devil Dante? Does, does he turn into his alternate form? Not that I've seen. He seems to just mostly show up as the familiar Dante, yeah. like... Pre three with the black shirt under the red trench coat, because in a game series about like channeling demonic power, right? You mm-hmm. would think that it is actually sort of a good fit in that like Dante yeah. is is part demon. And I mean, can... I haven't I haven't seen that far. As, as I'm not sure if he has the devil trigger or not. I don't think he uses it in combat with you. I see. He okay. doesn't really need to. Yeah, and this isn't. I mean, SMT has done crossovers before, which on your previous show you you talked all about Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Fe, which is mm-hmm. all about SMT and Fire Emblem, right? That's that entire game dedicated to a crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, so this is Atlas. Atlas does SMT, and then uh, well, Dante's Capcom. I guess, yeah. Right? So I guess what happened was uh, when they were doing this, like someone on staff was a huge fan of Devil May Cry mm. and was saying like Dante's a perfect fit for. Our game we should try to get dante in here and like management molded over and so like okay we'll we'll try this and so they put together a video showing their version of dante showed it to capcom capcom approved and so he was in there and i think there were later re-releases of this game that uh where obviously they didn't want to renegotiate the license or whatever so they replaced dante with raido kuzunoha uh, Kuzunoha, who's the hero of, I guess, Devil Summoner 3 and 4? Just as popular, yeah, surely. Yeah. We, yes. Getting from judging stairs. from the blank stairs yeah. in this room. Uh, yeah, that, He's I wearing a, a very great... stylized Japanese school uniform. That's a great point, is doing one of these deals sort of dates your game and ages it in that it can make it impossible to re-release. Like, mm. you have to redo all these, these contracts yep. if you're going to re-release them. 
did you guys find as you did research for these titles that they tend to fall into maybe certain time frames more often than not? Mm, I mean, there, there was definitely not so much with the third party crossovers, but I definitely are you suggesting noticed, desperation time? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a couple times where I noticed like, oh, this must have been around when this company was doing the deal. So one game we didn't put on here because again, it was more like a platform for mashups. But um, Telltale's uh, the the poker game, poker. Oh yeah, poker. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which had which had claptrap from. Um, from Borderlands, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, but then I was like, oh, that's weird. That's we're well, crossover. Claptrap from Borderlands, the heavy uh, Max Brock from Samson. Sam and Max. Yeah, Max from Sam and Max. Yeah, Brock which, Samson was in the second one, I think. Right, he was in the second one. Which, uh, but then I realized, well, the reason Claptrap was in there is they were most likely working on Tales from the Borderlands at the oh. time. Other than the fact that those two companies were literally down the freeway mm-hmm. from each other, like mm-hmm. four exits. So I think I think there were. There were, there were more than a few years between that and uh, Tales from the Borderlands. It was probably just the beginning of that could uh, be, partnership. Could be, yeah, and then they parlayed it into like, oh, we did this thing and you liked it. Maybe you'd like us to do this too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So, yeah, I did I did find a couple examples more like that where it's like, oh, they must have been talking. And then mm-hmm. a few things would, would show up in spurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely is it just a random one-off like like Dante and SMT. I'd like to think Capcom was trying to buy Atlas before Sega got to it first. <laughs> Could be. Could that, was be. The first part, that was the first negotiating ship. That might Dante might have been movie. around that time, absolutely. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, we're not, we're not doing so hot in the RPG department these days. We need to... Did the, I don't know if what happened to Breath of Fire. It just seemed to disappear. But uh, well, I know the guy you can talk to. Mm. <laughs> Matt, baby. Heard him on VG Empire. Loved uh, it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, that, it, it's it's just one of those things where ever, uh, the RPGs were a big trend in Japan, and then they weren't. I refuse to believe that they've they've ever not been a trend in Japan. Not necessarily. Hmm. Like... I don't know, not 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 that type of RPG. But Dragon Quest still sells well. Dragon's one like the only one that's allowed to stay the same and still exists. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's move along to something you'll be even less familiar with. Number three. <laughs> It's That's either the typewriter for Resident <laughs> Evil or any door in Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> yeah, well, let me put some context there. You were hearing uh, hooves trotting, explosions, and mm. then uh, oh. things being licked up by a very long tongue. Goat Ooh. Simulator. Yes, Goat Simulator. Wait, what? Goat Simulator had a crossover with Payday, of all things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And this was an Wait event. Oh. It went both ways. Uh, first, I think probably Goat Simulator is the better known of the two because it did a whole DLC with uh, a series of story trailers that went into depth about the four characters with colorful masks that you would be getting for these missions that you're going to undertake. Humber Chibata, a.k.a. the Camel. Every heist needs firepower, and the Camel's top-notch. Valentino Salami, a.k.a. The Flamingo. Valentino's an actor, a pickup artist, big earner, and God knows what else. And an actual we carry off the dough. Dolph Spaghetti, a.k.a. The Dolphin. Dolph lives his life outside the water now, but that doesn't bother him much. Guy gets us in and out of trouble fast, and they ain't even caught him once. They call me... Don the Enforcer Pastrami. And you know what? I don't need to explain myself to you, Joe. Uh, 
is is no one else offended that they're just <laughs> using Italian food names for Italian guys' names? This isn't 1980s Nintendo <laughs> fucking punch out naming, okay? Not me, and you can take it from the big ragu. <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. On behalf of all Italian Americans, <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing that. We're trying to parody sophisticated '90s mob dramas here. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy, this guy with his fucking stereotypes. Oh, this it's... guy with his fucking Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with uh, Goat Simulator Payday, you get a new map on which to go around and, and uh, wreak havoc and cause blow, destruction, blow yeah, pull yeah. pranks. Uh, there's like a uh, an ATM that's like a parody of like the crime net thing that you go to, into in Payday to like buy masks and, and things like that and get missions. Uh, you have a team of four new operatives who are probably old defined as goats as far as the game is concerned, but they are a goat that you just heard talking, the enforcer. Uh, there is a camel who can fill up his hump with water and then spit it out at high velocity to knock people over. There That's exactly is exactly how I always envisioned the anatomy of a camel. <laughs> That's how that works. There is a flamingo who can fly and has a very flexible neck to the point where I watched a cop grab him and like just drag him around by his head while his body flopped around like a rubber ragdoll behind him. Um, and they started playing croquet, mm-hmm. just like Alice in Wonderland. And there's or a croquet. dolphin in a wheelchair. Okay. And they, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I, I that means if you push does. him around, you always have to look directly into his blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can all wear the masks from Payday. Uh, so it's you know it's it's a fun little crossover. Meanwhile, Payday, I think Payday or Payday Two, did uh, something similar in that they added a mission that was based on Goat Simulator, very loosely. Sometimes it's nails. Sometimes it's goats. Listen out for the goats. They'll be making a goat noise. What noise does a goat make? Just goat noises. <laughs> Screaming. Well, wouldn't you with five pounds of coke so up your ass? Huh? I can't hear you. Come closer. Yeah, you have to find goats that have cocaine allegedly shoved up their asses. <laughs> The fucking old man is fucking sleeping, okay? I'm just here fucking tied to the truck. <laughs> what is that a reference to? The goat from Adam Sandler's early comedy uh, albums. Oh, I see, I see. I love how okay, different these two game. games are. Mm-hmm, they're extremely different. I, yeah. Why would you think to cross them over? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was that, there was that like, hot month where like Goat Simulator was the thing. Like when, Right yeah, when everyone was streaming. Yeah. When everyone was able to stream games on something so stupid like Goat Simulator, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I played way yeah. too much of it. It's it's just a big sandbox where you just yes. wander around and try to destroy things. Like I wonder, can I do something stupid here? Oh yes, mm-hmm. something specifically stupid. Can I can I make a gas pump explode just by walking into it? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I remember when it came out, it made me think like uh, this is Gary's mod come to life Kinda, as an yeah. actual game. Feels like it. Yep, yep. And it was just. Uh, a game that really embraced like the absurdity of you know modern internet humor and culture and stuff in a way that I just had never seen in an actual properly published mm-hmm. title before that. <laughs> but is it is it a wonderful sandbox or is it just a <laughs> weird, buggy, and incomplete experience? 
It can be both. Yeah, and why not yeah. both? Por qué no los dos? And this one, even though, I mean, both games were big, I'd say I'd say Payday has had more lasting power. Like, yeah. ba- Payday's one of those games we never talk about, but is mm-hmm. just on the sly has well, a bo- huge player base. Yeah, both of these are, like, huge on YouTube yeah, and with yeah. people who watch a lot of YouTube. But these are both indies, technically, right? Technically. So Goat Simulator's Coffee Stain Games, mm-hmm. although it felt like, I think, when they were on Microsoft, like, Microsoft... That was like one of the first ID at Xbox uh, games where it's like they're mm. in indie kind oh, of wow. indie stuff. Uh, and then um, Payday is it's it's Overkill and, slash and Star Breeze slash yeah. Sumo Digital even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this is like another case of like indies. These guys aren't. These are like triple I indies, I guess you would call it. Triple <laughs> you know, where uh, yeah, yeah, these yeah, are bigger yeah. indies getting mm-hmm. getting together and doing a crossover, saying, "Hey, you're you're a big thing on YouTube and Twitch. Hey, so are you." Mm-hmm. And let's let's yeah yeah. And for two Payday, two great tastes that taste great together. Mm-hmm. Just that just the success Payday got. Um, it's such a hard space to break into. You know, I mean, if you're a multiplayer focused type shooter game, yeah. yeah. Was for it was a it title s- from a small team like that? Yeah. Was it Starbreeze's first like big multiplayer game? I'm not sure, but might be their last because uh, mm. <laughs> well, the Walking Overkill's The Walking Dead is no mas, man. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's been a been a bad week for Starbreeze. Yeah, uh, but I just get confused. Like, who's who? Like, there's Overkill and there's Starbreeze. I think Starbreeze. I might be wrong about this. Uh, I think Starbreeze developed the first Payday, and then Overkill did the second one. Okay, and then Overkill was acquired by Starbreeze. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to something I know someone will have something to say about. Number two. We'll be arriving shortly, gentlemen. Woo! Assassin's Festival, here we come! I'm so hyped. I can't believe it's finally here. Ooh, ooh, look at all these posters. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. What's got these two so excited all of a sudden? The two of them happen to be rather fond of the Assassin's Creed series. You would be too if you played it. Oh yeah, I would recognize my Husbando Gladio anywhere. <laughs> what? Um, that is Dang the Assassins Festival in Final Fantasy 15. Mhm. This is really cool. And and maybe I'm I'm misremembering something to make it even cooler cuz one we haven't talked about a crossover from I don't know, two AAA publishers of this size. Yeah. This yeah. is big. Like this recently and I don't I also I want to guess it was late, but if I'm not mistaken, like neither game was pimping anything. There wasn't a new Assassin's Creed, and there wasn't a new Final Fantasy 15. I think like it Final was, Fantasy 15 been out like a year. Yeah, and I think it was, uh, if I remember right, it was a few months after the release of Origins. So, right. So like it was just a cool thing that could happen. Yeah. And like, great. So <laughs> what? What? It's one of those things. Like, why? Why doesn't everybody do this? Hmm. I never touched it. But they already had my money. What I, I had moved on from 15 yeah. by the time this rolled around. I, I, did, I hadn't gotten that far into 15, but I did go in and play to the point where I could play the Assassin's Festival, because of course I did. But it is a, a new little plot line where they go to this city that has an Assassin's Festival, and it's not entirely clear. It's like, wait, do they have the video game in this universe, or is this based on a local legend? Mm. It seems to be mm-hmm. both. But uh, the important thing is that you you all get to dress up in Bayek's outfit and complain about how revealing it is, and you get to try a leap of faith. What kind of crazy stunt is that? The leap of faith, one of the assassin's most astounding acrobatic feats. Yep, and you get to skulk around and uh, assassinate imperial troops with a hidden blade. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, uh, Assassin. So this was the other one I was referring to. Uh, Shovel Knight gets around, but um, Ezio mm. and Altair mm-hmm. get around way more. They've been uh, around quite a lot. Yeah, so there was this crossover, and mm. then um, I I want to say one of the first times that I was aware of a crossover like this, this was in a fighting game, but Ezio made an appearance in one of the Soul Calibur Soul games. Calibur Five. Yeah. 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 And not only that, but Altair's costume was uh, showed up in Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of a trade-off there that Raiden's costume, uh, Raiden's body showed up as a costume in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Mm. That you could unlock and run around like a cyborg ninja. They've gotten around. There's There's been a lot of yeah. cameos. Yeah. Well, and, and then uh, earlier this, it was might have been late last year or early this year, uh, Assassins came to Monster Hunter. That was another, oh, right. that was another yes. third-party thing where they they had the leap of faith, but they weren't doing the flip or anything. It just You know how Monster Hunter, you can jump off any cliff, like at any height. Oh, and yes, flail. <laughs> yeah, and just flail. So it just shows guys like running in the air, but they slowed it down, and they did the eagle screech, oh, and nice. it looked really oh, fucking cool in the trailer. <laughs> and we'll be happy they did the straw. And that was the one where you get, yeah, you could get the costume, and it actually, it was it was like a stealth cloak uh, that you oh, could nice. use in the game. That was really cool. Mm. Um so yeah, that was another that that was my 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 first inspiration for this list when that first happened. This crossover between Assassin's Creed Origins and Final Fantasy went both ways. First, you had the Assassin's Festival with its different plotline, new gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. things that you wouldn't find in the rest of the game, and then in Assassin's Creed Origins, it added a new mission where there's like a comet in the sky, so you you try and or a meteorite falls and you try to go to. The, the landing site and you find this strange tomb with like a sundial. So you have to like wait until the middle of the day and shoot arrows at these giant columns to get the sundial lit up. I did this up. mission. I did yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, maybe somebody in our audience I'm, did. Well, I'm trying to rem- oh, No, no, you're making me remember it. No, what's funny. Yeah. You're making me remember it. And I'm going, oh, that's right. That was Final Fantasy related. Yeah. Like I totally forgot. And, and so inside this tomb is like a big FF 15 related like relief carved into the wall yeah and uh once you solve this puzzle you go into the tomb and uh Bayek sees a glowing portal and uh walks up to it while saying these words oh you doorkeepers who guard your portals who swallow souls and who gulp down the corpses of the dead what a journey i have made the things i have seen i am but one of you yeah, and then, so, inside this glowing portal, cube, whatever it is that Bayek approaches, it, it lights up when he touches it, and he runs away and hides behind a column. And uh, Arden Izunia, the, the, the villain of the Final villain Fantasy XV, yeah. uh, strolls out of it. There's, like, a, a cutscene where, like, Bahamut flies overhead and uh, throws a bunch of swords down into the tomb, and they all <laughs> land in a circle around Arden, and, like, this... Uh, column of light uh, starts to shine and he just ascends to the heavens and out of this you get a cool sword that looks kind of steampunky and it's, also it's OP'd as fuck too oh, it's yeah. a really good sword it's great like that's it's it was my favorite after I did it and uh, you also get Kwe who's like this weird hybrid of a camel and a chocobo Yes. And he's been my main mount. He's been my mount then. as yes. well. But that yeah, that blade, I think I've been leveling it up. Like, cause doesn't it give you I wanna say it gives you Noctis's move or you can kinda like transport real quick to I stab mean, I know enemies. it does something really awesome, but yeah. I can't quite remember I, what I it is. I think it's Noctis's like little mini mini transport stab. Like it's mm. it's fucking bad. It's like once you get it, just keep upgrading it. It's it's one of the best blades in the game. Going back to the Assassin Festival for a second, it was peppered through with very winky uh, references to Assassin's Creed as a series. 
I need you to take out some troopers. As for how you do it, everything is permitted. <laughs> Seems pretty dangerous if you ask me. Why should I? Nothing is true, so I have no answer, but there's a reward. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be going up against a syndicate, and you'll know, you'll know where you should go in the mission by the black flag hanging uh-huh. there. Make sure that you work with your partners to achieve unity. If you get caught, don't worry. We'll have plans for your liberation. <laughs> Jesus, we could do this all day. We could. It's like we're a brotherhood. <laughs> I can't stand all these revelations, man. No! No! Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to... I know that just sounds like a bunch of uh, noise. <laughs> why, why did you? Why did Metal you? Metal chaos. <laughs> Let me play something a little more recognizable. A talking cat. <laughs> oh my! Creatures even rarer than a talking cat. Monsters. Sorry, kitty, but I'm no hunter. Ah. <laughs> uh, real quick, um, we really went on an odyssey with those puns in the last yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, we did. Hell yeah. I think we got them all. Got them. I think we've really explored the origins of this uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, this is... Uh, I didn't play it because i was in china no that doesn't work at all hmm. um there's a china game right on ds uh yes well no on ds it's a regular console it's a 2d side scroll that's why you can take puns too far matt <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's like it's like the russians were involved because that was the other side See, scroll. i thought, okay, I we'll thought you guys had moved on to talking about monster hunter monster so hunter and metal gear Solid. Yes. yes monster hunter yes this is this is fascinating because i think uh, uh Americans may not have known this at the time, but Monster Hunter was like ripping shit through Japan. Yeah, and I guess Konami's like, we should do that. But instead of just ripping it off, I guess they somehow reached out to the people who perfected that genre and just do this giant crossover. That makes sense. I was wondering why Monster Hunter a is a platform for crossovers. Uh, I mean, mostly we've seen. Uh, well, at launch they had the Sony crossover with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They had that event. Mm-hmm. Then they had a couple, you know, other uh, Capcom things. They had the Street Fighter event, Mega Man. They event. had a, a very recent one that inspired this whole list. Right, a Necker. Well, well, quite familiar with those. How'd that one even get here? It came from the ancient forest. If we head there, maybe we can find clues to why you and the Necker came to our world. Portals, I hate those. Do you suppose people in the Monster Hunter universe think everyone from alternate dimensions talks like this? Probably. <laughs> because the two no, cameos. Because it wasn't even, like, I don't know. I don't know much. I won't pretend to know everything about Monster Hunter, but I think they're, I mean, that, that series has always been kind of rife with cr- crossovers, usually in the form of, like, costumes from anime Yeah, uh, that you yeah. can pick up. That be- It became, like, a little more worthwhile with World, but, like, 
Because we didn't, I think, no American translation got anywhere close to the, the character cameos from Japan. But I think it's it's what you were saying, Chris, is that series was so huge in Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone was knocking down Capcom's door. Like, we'd love to oh, be yeah, in this right. game. You know, yeah, it's, it's, when, when those released, they're and, a big event. And it, right. And they hadn't really updated the infrastructure in quite a while at a certain point. So it was just like, yeah, we can add a costume. How much are you going to pay us to advertise <laughs> this Attack on Titans new season? Mm-hmm. Well, it really makes sense uh, for Peace Walker, though, because if you've played that, it is not only is it kind of a departure from previous Metal Gears, but it very much feels like Monster Hunter, where the structure of the world is similar, and it's it's just sort of this like open world uh, comprised of a bunch of discrete rooms, sort of where you're you're just given different tasks and you're you're wandering in and trying to do whatever. But I do have another clip, <sighs> Colonel. I'm trying to sneak around. But I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting the guards. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to his cameo in the Smash series. Another cameo. Oh, is it? Well, I think it's because the, the ass cheeks... Remember the Smash Ultimate controversy was that they like made Snake's ass tiny in Ultimate compared with uh, his oh, last yeah. Smash yeah. They, like They like officially made him white in Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually David Hayter yes. doing the voice. Talking about Miami claps. Is he allowed to do that anymore? He's gonna I don't know. Yeah, what's going to happen? Like, you can't do that voice anymore? You can't modulate your voice a certain way? Famous Hollywood screenwriter David Hayter. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland uses his snake voice every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, actually, to tell the truth, I do have another uh, Monster Hunter cross Metal Gear uh, clip. Not to be rude, but I've got things to do. So if you need someone to go monster hunting with you, find someone else. Sounds perfect. I can't see what's happening. What is he slicing up that? Thanks for talking right over the (laughs) the punchline there. I didn't hear it. My bad. You can you can edit him out. That's the beauty of it. Says, Fuck that, don't you do it. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Oh, God. I'm glad you Chris paused over for that. effect. Oh, Jesus, stop. <laughs> Not you too, Tyler. Damn it. I'm surrounded by them. <sighs> but, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> but you, you do get to go to a special island. The, um, the, the cat that keeps talking is, I think, called Trenya, and he, uh, he, he's offering to take you there on hunting expeditions for money. Like, oh, I know this great place where there are these crazy-ass prehistoric monsters. So you get to go and hunt a Rathalos or a Tigrex or Gear Rex. You act like you know what any of those things are, Mike. Uh, Gear Rex I'm sure looks like a Metal Gear Rex crossed with a Monster Hunter monster. Ah, I see. Yes. Yes. But what about a Tigrex? I don't know what a Tigrex huh. is. It's a yeah. it's a rapper, a SoundCloud rapper. T-Rex. Oh, okay. There you go. That'll probably do. Um, <laughs> he's like he's like a lizard with with tiger stripes. Oh yeah. So Snake is really funny when he crosses over with animals, as you what? heard in those clips. Mm. Animals. This isn't his animals. first time. Snake has done a really weird crossover. I'm looking at you, hoping you have a sound clip. Oh, I don't have a sound clip, but uh, we've we've explored this topic in depth before. The strange Metal Gear Solid 3, Ape Escape 3 connection, yes. where Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence added a, a snake versus monkey mode where Snake <laughs> has to sneak around uh, in the in thick brush uh, trying to 
locate and capture monkeys without scaring them away. And if you're successful at the end of each level, he does a little triumph dance, which is really strange. And then, yes, yes, this is so yeah. strange, my the triumph dance. <laughs> and then the 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 crossover uh, on Sony's end, which I forget who published Ape Escape Three, uh, but they added a uh, version where you, you're playing as Peepo Snake. I think Sony actually published it. That's why oh, okay. I didn't consider it for our list. Mm, it's, yeah. it's a Sony game. So. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah a, a monkey that like managed to get snakes memories and skills somehow <laughs> so he's he looks like a, a, if an apescape monkey dressed up like solid snake and talks uh, like ooh key 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 still not the best metal gear monkey which as we all know is, is the smoking the, monkey from 4 yeah with the diapers yeah. yes <laughs> covering up his sinful bits <laughs> as god intended that's where he keeps his smokes exactly exactly <laughs> rolls them up in his diaper yeah yeah all right <laughs> i yeah, I mean, Snake being in Monster Hunter is is weird. <laughs> sure. Well, it's Monster Hunter in, it's, yeah, in it's... Metal Gear. Ah, okay, which is okay. weird. Uh, they're both weird. It's all yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. Now, this was the one... This is PSP? In, yes. Okay. This is the one that a lot of people didn't play, but 5 borrows a lot from this one, right? I feel like, like a, the, this one was pretty successful. Like, if you're a Metal Gear fan, you know Peace Walker. It's portable ops. Portable that people ops, didn't really you. play. That's, that's the one with the Fultoning. That's well, I, I think it might have been Peace Walker that introduced the Fulton portable ops. I just remember knocking people out and having to drag right. them to a truck. Like okay, <laughs> it then, is literally a kidnap simulator. <laughs> but and then they're on your team or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you get them on your team, and just just like in Peace Walker, and in Metal Gear Solid Five, and they're just the best kidnap simulators ever. <laughs> just brainwash them, add them to your crew. Play as them. Take them out into missions. It's great. That's right. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you grade. Everyone gets a grade. It's the mm-hmm. weirdest thing. Yeah. This guy's only a D plus. Oh, I let those guys go <laughs> Not right away. Him. I'm, I'm only an S <laughs> soldier recruit. Yeah, I'm firing everyone who's S or below. <laughs> S plus only. <laughs> Get furloughed. <laughs> I lie. I never fire them. I just keep them in a sort of hellish limbo where they they sit around getting angry. They had that weird, like, hundreds of inventory slots of just, yeah, send these Mm -hmm. soldiers here. They're not going to do anything. Yeah, you you don't have enough job slots for them. Just have a massive unemployment problem on your base. (laughs) That you've built in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, off the coast of the Seychelles. Someone's got to do the fishing around here. It's a massive soldier welfare plan. (laughs) That was actually Snake's plan the entire yes, time. Yes. Forget the twist in five. No, no, no. I'm going to build a welfare state for yeah. soldiers. <laughs> the United States government certainly isn't taking care of them. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Right hand to your left shoulder. Left hand to your right Cross over, cross over Every day Cross over will build your body and brain Right hand to your left knee Left hand to the right Cross over, cross over Every day Cross over will build your body and brain Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I don't know if I have a fat cat, or I guess I do know that I have a fat cat. She's portly, but like... It's just been so gradual, I don't know how fat either of us have gotten since I got her. Until uh, my friend brought her daughter over here, and she's like, Your cat is fat! I'm like, okay, that's what kids are supposed to do, like unlock a little realism. So I put her on some indoor food, and I think she was having a little diarrhea, and we had a really, really odd moment, because, like, Sarah was like, I think your cat's butt smells. I'm like, me too. <laughs> like, aren't they... That's a thing. They, like, lick their own asshole, but, like, they have diarrhea, and it's caking around the fur. Right, right, we got to right. take care of this. And then, like, it just started smelling so bad. All right, Kiki, let's take care of this. And I put hot water on a dish towel, and I'm like, pet her, lie down, lie down, and then... Hot water on the ass, and she's like, and then slowly she's like, say. (laughs) That was the freakiest thing. She's making eye contact and then stops freaking out. Like, no, no, more like that, (laughs) more like that. So I'm sitting there, like, with a with a grimace on my face, looking my cat in the eye and wiping her asshole. And I I think we're married now. I was gonna say you found legally. I think think, so. Yeah, yeah. you found her fetish. (laughs) Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com slash LaserTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we will waste no time whatsoever in jumping into that segment. Jumping that we like to call. Wow, Trials Rising is out. How about that? Yeah, uh, I played the beta, which came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the open the, beta. The open beta, which anyone could have downloaded and played. Um, I don't know how much of the game it was. There was there was several levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it on Switch, mm-hmm. which... So let me... I guess I should preface. I used to work at Ubisoft. Michael does work at Ubisoft. Yes. Chill. Uh, I actually worked on the Trial Series as, as the brand manager for, for some time. So... But I have nothing to do with this game. Um, let me just say this. Switch might not be the platform you want to play that game on. I, I encountered an issue where... You, you know, like, when you get to, like, high-end trials of, like, the hard levels where you actually do have to feather your throttle mm-hmm. and, like, you know, you can't just gun it all the time. So here's the problem. The switch, the shoulder buttons, mm-hmm. they're digital, not analog. You can't actually just barely put on the gas. It's all right. or nothing with those. Apparently, the switch has gotten around that on the right stick. You can do part throttle. You know, on, on, on like, tri- high, high-end trials, like... <clears throat> You gotta you gotta get your control down pat to like mm-hmm. get up. It's it's one of those things where, and I don't know in the final game where this level was, but I literally and figuratively hit a wall at some point. I got to a, a level that they had graded hard difficulty, and it was asking me to do that thing where you sort of bunny hop and jump by you mm-hmm. lean back and then forward really mm-hmm. quick before going over gaps and um, going up steep hills. And I couldn't beat the level. And and I. I played through all the other trials games and I've beaten all the levels, but I just couldn't do it on the switch. And I think it was because of that throttle issue. So I, um, yeah, that I, that was my experience just playing on that one platform. I will say it's a trials game. It's absolutely trials as trials. If you enjoy trials games, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's like 120 plus levels in the final game. 
Uh, they are very elaborate. They do a lot of really cool camera stuff where it's like, oh, this is curving around and it kind of plays with your expectations beautiful, a little beautiful. bit. Beautiful, Even Even the beta, in the beta I saw, there was like a level I went through a haunted house and mm-hmm. like the effects and stuff, you're just, yeah, I was wowed by the levels, even on the Switch, which I'm assuming isn't running as well as the, as the other main, you know, big, big platforms or something, you know, because it's Switch, but... Yeah, sorry. But. Um, well, I, I will say one of my coworkers discovered something interesting today that I, I completely missed, which is that uh, in, I think, the first real stage, which is like this, uh, you're, you're driving through like this desert track and there's like an oil uh, derrick at the end that you like slam into and then it falls down and hammers you and makes your bike explode. Uh, but there is, if you just back up at the beginning instead of immediately going down the track, you can hit a switch that doesn't have a, an immediate clear purpose, but if you keep riding down the track, yeah. you will go off a ramp, and all of a sudden, a train will come along with a flaming hoop that you can jump through. Nice. Ooh. And it's like, oh, that's, okay, that's probably, a cool bonus. Well, so, I want to say it's Fusion that introduced this, and it might have been the mobile game where after you beat a lot of the levels they will they'll put high-end goals that you need to accomplish to like get the best score on certain levels so that to me sounds like one of the hidden goals where yeah there there were a few things in fusion where you had to discover like backup and you would hit a switch or you would you you know how uh a lot of levels will split and have multiple paths it's like you would have to go on a certain thing and then mm-hmm. discover secrets so that to me sounds like yeah one of those awesome secrets I thought you were going to say like you would get the early ending of Far Cry 4 like you'd back up <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and then you'd just become the most famous writer yes. on the planet yeah. by default um, and I love that about the trial series because that reminds me of those like halcyon days of gaming when you could find those secret levels or paths when you you had your graph paper and you mapped out the <laughs> oh my god but i mean that is. trials is all about playing against your friends and beating your friend's score and, and yes. you know the way it implements that the ghost system and stuff is still like best in class mm-hmm. like it's really good and I, I think you can now play uh there's like live online competition, so you're not playing asynchronously against ghosts. You can play against other players yeah. directly. You can also play with four friends on the couch in co-op, or, or no, it's four friends on the couch in party mode. With all, all well, is this every platform or just Switch? Or I think every platform okay. has the okay. local ones. And then uh, they $300 also have... $300 in controllers not included. <laughs> <laughs> they also have two-player co-op. Uh, yeah, in the, the form bikes. of the tandem bike, yeah. which yeah, you have to work together to lean back and forth and hit the throttle. <laughs> oh my god, dude, oh my that gosh. sounds like one of those. It <laughs> sounds like that. What that fucking running game? Yeah, but with with like two people, that sounds impossible. Oh I, yeah, that game. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say it sounds like something made for YouTube or Twitch. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. a lot of streamers would play that running game. Yeah, wonder, two people I, screaming their asses off as they can't get any fucking coordination <laughs> in. Yeah, that sounds like good times. Oh, are you talking about Quop? Uh, That's the one. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. I thought you were talking about the running game, like, like when you're runner. outside at the park and they tie your no, leg together. Tyler, to I was else. not talking about Pepsi Man, which just <laughs> turned 20 years old, according to 302010. That's the only running game I know. So it's it's trials as trials. Um, they do incorporate a lot of the yeah. things oh. from Frontiers, the mobile game. Like it has those challenges I was telling you about. Like mm-hmm. one thing Frontiers would do is it would run you through levels again and give you certain goals to accomplish for yeah. better scores. And this time around, it's contracts from sponsors saying yeah. like, okay, if you do this thing, like uh, beat this other this other player's time, or uh, yeah. don't 
uh, don't fall off your bike once or things like that. Like you yeah. will get little bonuses at the end of completing it. Like you'll get maybe new cosmetic items or money or whatever. Yeah. And the cosmetic items are the last edition. It very much has, it has overwatch loot box mechanics basically where as each time you level up, uh, and I think each time you beat a track, the first, it might be like with every, you know, every track is like bronze, silver, gold or whatever. I think you might get a loot box when you do that as well, but it's basically, it's, it's all cosmetic stuff. It's, it's very overwatch. It's like, you can either get an emote or stickers for your bike <laughs> or some, you know, helmet or some other gear, stuff <laughs> like that. So it's not, uh, I will say it's not intrusive at all. It's very much just, you know. Hey, that's a nice little cosmetic thing. Like, I got one of my guy like shaking his ass at the camera, like, yeah, and it yeah, literally yeah. plays this song, and it was, and it said that was like a common. And I'm like, oh shit, they have commons, rares, and like ultra rares, rares for emotes here. Like, yep. great. <laughs> yeah. So, very, very Overwatch. Um, but I think that's fun. It kind of gives you something to grind for long term mm-hmm. in a game like Trials, but because even with the whatever 120 tracks or whatever. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's Trials. Like, you either know if you're going to like this or not. I will just say um, I didn't have a great experience on Switch because of that analog or the lack of analog. And Michael, you didn't ask me, like, did you try it on a pro controller? Mm -hmm. And at first I thought, oh, there's my solution. I'll just use my pro controller. And then I realized, oh, shit, the pro controller doesn't have analog uh, triggers either. It just has digital triggers. I I was so sad to read about that in the reviews because it seemed like a pretty common consensus. So I'm not the only one that experienced that. Okay. But I was wondering, like... Would it work or make sense if there was some sort of soft auto-aim equivalent patch for Switch? I mean, the stick is their workaround. Yeah. The right stick. I, here's the thing, like, Trials is actually, the reason I tried it on the Switch is it's, like, perfect for the Switch. It's a really fun game to play on the go because you play, like, a track or two, mm-hmm. and then you're done. It's, like, five-minute sessions here or there. Like, I that would be my preferred version mm-hmm. if... We, if there was a good workaround for the analog uh, well, throttle. you know, I, I just looked up Trials Rising Switch Analog, and you know what the first thing that came up is? What's that? Uh, play Trials Rising with the GameCube controller's analog triggers. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> so go. it's the Smash Melee it, it, of Trials games. It does support the analog triggers That's on the, the That's GameCube wild. controller. Yeah, so... Wasn't that the controller that the analog it had the spring in it, so it like it would click in after a while, like it'd be probably. Analog- I mean, yeah, I remember that feeling of it clicking in. Yeah, it goes like bing, you could like yeah. feel it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I smell yet another reason for there to be another switch, uh, switch console coming on the horizon. Yeah, I, I was. I, if, I thought that exact same thing with those rumors of the revised switch, right. smaller and with analog, terms. and with analog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please don't make it smaller. There's no need for that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, just save money on the dock because the dock is like $90 to make buy. Make it as mm-hmm. big as possible and have a battery that lasts longer than five hours. Yes, please. <laughs> iPad-sized. With, uh, yes, with giant man-sized controllers. <laughs> the Duke. Make the Duke compatible with uh-huh. Trials. Only Shaq can use it. Actually, I saw... What <laughs> 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 uh. I also played another beta slash demo on the Switch. Uh, I picked up that Damon X Machina uh, beta that they, they, they talked about in the Nintendo Direct a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Man, it's it's a mech game. It is a Japanese-ass mech game, that game. Like, okay. it's... Uh, I don't know. Like, I played through a few missions, and um, it was like, here, go here and protect this building, and I just fought off waves of enemies... It didn't feel particularly fast or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. the flight, um, I don't know. Having having recently played Anthem, where actually the flying is probably the best thing about Anthem. Oh, it yes. feels really good, and the maneuvers and stuff like that. It felt 
really old school. It felt, um, I don't know, what's, what was the uh, the Konami uh, mech game that uh, everyone just got for the Metal Gear demo? Oh, uh, Zone of the Enders. Zone of the Enders. <laughs> it was, it was more Which Zone. is interesting in VR, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you're interested in anime mech games, go give it a shot. It's free. But I was just kind of... I didn't get it. I, I, I was like, okay, there's got to be more to this, and I'm just not feeling it right now, so... Um, we also got sent a copy of Intruders Hide and Seek for PS4, which I think came out maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, it is a VR hide and seek game. Uh, you you play as a defenseless little boy in a. It, it's uh, not just hide and seek. It's the pre- It's it's the setting that makes. Yeah, it Yeah, well, it's it's hide and seek in that like yes, you're you're a little boy and uh, your father is like some sort of crazy sought after researcher who's decided to store his secret project in a uh, locked area at home. So in the middle of the night, uh, after you've been playing hide and seek with your sister, which is about as far as I've gotten. Is that the tutorial probably for the game? Uh, Yeah, it's the tutorial, (laughs) but uh, yeah, these intruders come into your house and you have to skulk around in the shadows, avoid them, uh, hide to, you know, if they're chasing you, you, you like hide in a closet or something and wait for them. It's to a leave. home invasion oh VR simulator. Yes. It's it safe terrifying. room. It's safe room. The video game, <laughs> but no Jody Foster. I was just thinking that the best game I ever played was hide and seek before I had any worries or money. So I was hoping it was like just a straight up hide and seek game. When you I said mean, that. if you want that, there's uh, hello neighbor, hide and, and seek, um, which oh. is not in VR. I don't think, but uh, yeah, this, this is more, um, like it, it takes a while to get to the home invasion part. I'll say that because it starts out and you're like just riding in the back seat of your family's car during a road trip and you can like turn on the TV on the, the seat in front of you and like watch a 10 second animation about uh, <laughs> some glowing orb that captures stars with a little net or uh, you just stare out the window and listen to your parents talk and about like your father's like oh we had a panic room installed and your mother's like don't talk about it that's a panic room sorry not safe <laughs> yeah, yeah, room. Yeah. panic room mm-hmm. so you heard it here that that's your accolade quote that's the back of the box quote from michael raparez is <laughs> i couldn't get enough home invasion yeah. in this home invasion <laughs> and, game and, and then yes you you eat dinner with your family which is uh pizza served on very nice plates with wine um, because this is, I'm, I'm, I don't actually know the provenance of this game. I'm going to guess it's European because it feels, has sort of a heavy rain vibe to it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting game. Do you feel like it's building up your connection with your home and your family so that yeah. when the invasion comes, it's, mm-hmm. so that is, I, I feel you won't be friendly. ready. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna, no one going to tell you not to buy your gun. I mean, hide and seek game. <laughs> Yeah, I but. mean, I will say in the context of a video game, I'm I'm a little as a uh, a horror wuss when it comes to VR. I'm yeah. a little relieved that like, oh, the invaders just look like kind of burly criminals. They're not like, I'm the flesh reaper. I'm gonna tear your face <laughs> off, kid. You know, oddly enough, you got the European version code where you just run and hide. The American oh, okay. version is actually a first-person shooter. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just you you're a twelve-year-old who yeah. guns down. Adults. It's a stand your ground game. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't. It's not. You don't necessarily die if you're arrested uh. for not being a good Samaritan. <laughs> you had a gun. You didn't yeah. use it. Actually, the the first moments of the game, which are just a tutorial for the controls, is actually it, it feels like a straight-up parody of PT. Because you're mm. just kind of what, like walking through this same hallway a couple times, and like first time you go through, it's like, oh, here's this 
little shelf in a nook over here and uh, it curves around and go through a door. Now I'm in the same hallway, but all the furniture is knocked over. Mm, what's going on? And there's a, it's like, here, uh, hold down the circle and press back on the stick to turn, ar- turn around and do a 180. And you do that. And then like you see a little girl's shadowy feet like running oh, past God. the furniture and laughing. I thought it was going to be like PT, like, and there's a, a corpse ghost in front of you. And I just shit myself. Yeah. In see, VR. that would be terrifying. Yeah. I'm yeah. part of me is glad that PT never came to me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, is this motion control or just controller? You, you just controller. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty basic that you're, you're just walking through. And when you see something you can interact with, there's like a white diamond over it. So you just look at it and hit the button and now it's yours. Whether it's a flashlight or a key or whatever. So if it's controller based, that probably means you didn't see that typical VR trope where you look down at your hands in amazement uh, mm-hmm. right when you turn I, it off. I do that every time I play a <laughs> VR game with full motion controls. Like, wow, look at my fucking hands. Look at my hands. <laughs> but typically that's where VR breaks for me is because it's not your hands. And, uh, you know, you look down and some usually there's nothing there. Mm. Or it's like, well, I'm clearly yeah, holding on to something else and these are not my well, hands. Well, I like the Vive because it's like, oh, there's the Vive controller floating in midair because it's sitting on an ottoman in front of me. So I just pick it up. Yeah, and- yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But with me, I'm so old, I can tell they're not my old-ass hands because there's no age spots on them or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so that that's Intruder's Hide and Seek for mm-hmm. PSVR. Yes. Uh, we also got a code for a game. Um, it's the PS4 version of a game that's been out for a little bit of time. Unexplored Unlocked Edition came to... Uh, I played... I'm sorry. I played it on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. It was coming to Xbox One and PS4. Um, so what this game is, it's a roguelike. I can't tell if it's a roguelite or a roguelike, but either way, it's a it's dungeon- ragu light. Yes, it's a dungeon crawling game uh, with di- procedural generation, so that every time you play through it, um, the dungeons are different. I will say this: it's like a deconstructed roguelike. Like the visuals, even are very simplistic. Like almost down to the point of there's just icons of things that that you pick up. Like the loot is just it looks just like a two D icon. Uh, the combat very simplistic. It's you know you you have two weapons and you know one one is mapped to one trigger and one weapon's mapped to another trigger. To me, as a guy who plays tabletop RPGs, it felt kind of like that. It was like I don't know how to get out of this room. I'm going to find the switch and do some puzzling. Um, and it's a typical roguelike. Like uh, you die a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't make it very far, and you you slowly learn over time. But it also has like some really emergent, weird moments. Like at one point, I ended up in a room with an enemy that set me on fire, and then I was room. running around the room, <laughs> setting everything else on fire, and, and, and made the lights go out because the room had filled up with so much smoke I could no longer see. Oh, so then I ran out of the room and was lighting the entire level on fire, <laughs> and it <laughs> auto heals as your health gets down to zero, and I'm just burning through potions. Like didn't know how to put the fire out. And it doesn't really tell you. I think that's part of the charm of this game is you're supposed to experiment and find this thing. Um, Stop, drop, and roll, man. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. But the controls are simplistic. Like I said, I wouldn't know. This all uh, sounds like a dream I had recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it's like this very elegant... The, the only way I can say it is it's a deconstructed roguelike. Um, if you like roguelikes and, and like the original rogue, like that level of deconstructed where the visuals might turn some people off they're so simplistic um give this a shot because you you might you might like this type of game like if you're just literally craving 
a roguelike that is just, I'm going to be doing a dungeon crawl. It's going to change every single time. Uh, the weapon drops are, are, you know, randomized, you know, the, the treasure chests are randomized, that kind of thing. Uh, it's yeah. worth checking out. I love that term deconstructed roguelike. Yeah. It makes me think like we we separated all the ingredients right. so you can enjoy them separately. So you can in, you appreciate the true flavors of every aspect yes. of this you genre. Can tell I watch a lot it's of a real, It's a real lunchable of roguelikes. <laughs> wow, did you just equate lunchables with deconstructed food? Just the separation of ingredients. Rather can... than cooking with butter, we've just assembled a big pile of butter for you to eat whole. <laughs> That's the first course. You can still add some creme fraiche. Oh, God. I just, what would Gordon Ramsay say to you, Chris, when you make that comparison? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I always catch him when he's bleaching his tips. <laughs> <laughs> just the tips. Um, so you you mentioned Anthem that you played more yeah. recently. Yeah. Any? Do you have an evolving opinion on that game? Yeah, because I hadn't played it when we talked last week. You, you have an evolved it. opinion on it because most of the, the consensus seems to be that the game is uh, whatever, but EA should die. <laughs> 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 Yeah, the yeah. game the game itself is it is sort of whatever right now. So I I hadn't played last week when we talked. Michael, you I think you'd been the only one who'd played. Or no, Leif had played as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm approaching this from the point of view of a Destiny player. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fair to make comparisons because if you're going to use the art style they do and use the armor style that they do and ha and be a loot shooter or looty shooty which is my least favorite term for these I fucking think, I think the ever. newest Robert. one that I hate the most is schluter oh that's Ooh, terrible oh, I've never God. heard that's horrible I yeah. think I saw that on YouTube <laughs> my, my, my only uh, portmanteau that I will allow right now with genre blend ups is the um, splatformer Splatformer is moi. That, those are the Splatoon like, and nothing else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's like Super Meat Boy, like the really hard platformers. Oh, right. Anyway, back to Anthem. Um, so, I, as a Destiny player, I'm of course comparing it to Destiny the entire time. But I think again, they brought it on themselves. Like they, when you start up the game, it feels like Destiny. They have the orchestral soundtrack. The you know, it's 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 a server based game. They put you in parties with like you know other people, where it's their version of strikes and stuff. And I will just say, like, all that stuff they're going for, Destiny already does better. Like, I would say, go play Destiny 2 if, you, if you're looking for that stuff. On its own merits, without if Destiny didn't exist, it's a fun game. It's, it's fun. It has some problems. I encountered a lot of the tech problems that people were talking about where it crashed mid-game and, and booted me out of the game and I had to log back in and not know if I would get my progress yeah, or a, anything. I think, like, but from what else I hear about is that like Division was going for a Destiny vibe too, but it had way more to do than the first Destiny at launch. This sounds like it has less to do than the first Destiny. That's launch. what's wild is there's just not a lot there. And yeah, you bring up the Division. The Division 2 is coming in a matter of weeks at this point. And I played the beta for Division 2 and I felt like there was more to do and it was what there was to do in that beta was presented in a nicer way tell me more <laughs> stop <laughs> fucking shill i didn't want to have to use that example either but but if you're gonna steal a formula like at least build upon it and i don't know or enhance it somehow and the fact that like all the criticisms of this are like the the, the same as the launch of destiny vanilla destiny one vanilla is I can see how that'd be a little infuriating, especially if you played it already. But it's worse. Like it's worse than Destiny One Vanilla in terms of the lack of content. Like Destiny One Vanilla got shit from people, but I I really enjoyed Destiny even in the vanilla right. phase. You know, until I, until I was all done with it, it demanded I keep playing. Right, right, and that's you can tell though this game is going to do that. Like this this 
is a good start to a game and it's you can tell they're going to build on it and there's going to they've already put out the roadmap like here's what year one looks like here's everything that's coming to this game and i'm sure as they add more stuff the game will get better like it will get better you know bioware knows what they're doing they make good i game. think that game that kind of game can't survive at a corporate place like ea because they probably mapped out how much shit is coming two three years ago and like it's it's all still in motion nothing's going to be able to release early i don't know i don't see it i don't see it yeah one of the things that kind of stood out to me from reading the reviews and you know looking at player reactions and things was uh there are a lot of criticisms about quality of life kind of yeah, stuff it's mm. it's confusing so, as hell man so like, i mean what what did you think of like one thing i remember standing out to me was that when you go back to the sort of hub area where yeah. your main base is and yeah. where you turn in quests and get new quests that you're kind of put in this position where you have to walk slowly to each mm-hmm. location oh <laughs> like I, I hate games i remember I, being able to run when i went back to the the town but even the, the run person. feels like a crawl you mm-hmm. you click in the l3 stick and it's still a oh crawl. yeah i mean after you've been iron manning your way around a, a huge landscape but dude it's like why why did they do that why do they make you go back okay first of all if you're gonna rip from destiny destiny is first person in the missions and third person in the hubs they reversed it they flipped it it's first mm-hmm. person in the city for some Weird. weird reason and third person on the missions um and the shooting feels like a third person like it fe- it feels more division than destiny in that way like uh and that's not a knock against division it's just third person shooting just feels different you know but um i so okay so as a destiny player again i'm this is the lens i'm looking through and it's there don't blame me it's their fault but um you have to get used to a lot of weird shit with destiny and there's a lot to put up with with destiny and there's a lot of like things that I've just grown used to over the past, what is it, four, going on four years now, right? Where Destiny has its its quirks. Um, but at least Destiny, when you get a new fucking weapon during a mission, you can open your menu. And yeah, you're still going to get shot at. There's no pause or whatever. But you can open your menu and switch to that new weapon right away. Uh, in Anthem, you get a drop on a mission. You have to wait until after the mission. And even then, you can't see what you got. You have to go to the forge, which is where you outfit your character with everything, and equip that stuff. Like, it's all... I don't know, for a loot shooter, like, we're all just so used to, like, Schluter, games like... Schluter, please. Yes, pl- yes Schluter. <laughs> not, not using that, ever. Schluter McGavin over here. Um, I still like looty shooting. Looty yeah. shooting is... That sounds so British. Anyway. Yeah, it sounds like you're spitting something in my butt. <laughs> but it, it only but, sounds British if you said looty shooting. <laughs> on my resi. I'm going to play resi. I'm going to play resi I on wish my resi had, uh, les, I wish I wish resi had more of a looty shooty element. Um... I don't know. So, like, yeah, on a, on a loot shooter, you want to... We're just so used to, like, games like Borderlands or Destiny, where you can just equip that stuff right away and start using it. There's a disconnect there. I mean, luckily, none of the missions are that long, where you only have to wait a few minutes. I, I don't know, man. Like, there's just some odd choices. The UI, there's definitely things to... They tried to streamline things in some places, but I think the trade-off there was they got rid of complexity in some regards. Um, I mean, the mechs are fucking cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, the Lancer... the they're all called Lancers, right? Like all the mechs. Yeah, are, I yeah, think okay. so. Like I'm playing as the Interceptor. Or are you a Lancer? No, I'm an Interceptor. An no. Interceptor are the... Um, no, I think the Lancer is just like what you're generally called. Or no, Freelancer. You're a Freelancer. Freelancer, that's right. right. Yeah, yes. so, that's, uh, so I'm playing the Interceptor, which is... That's the ninja class. Like it's the mobile class that instead of a double jump, you get a triple jump. You go all over and you, you it's all about using like melee attacks with your awesome fucking blades and shit like that. Uh, and the combat is super cool in that 
it relies on this combo mechanic where basically if you are just shooting an anthem, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to, and this is, again, they didn't explain this. There's UI that tells you there's attacks that set up combos Mm -hmm. and then there's attacks that detonate those combos and they have a different icon next to them. They don't bother telling you that when you first start playing. Like you have to read the shit in guides online. Mm. Um, So once you do figure that out, it feels really good. When you get a combo, it plays a really cool sound and you're like, fuck, yes, I just got a combo. Or like if you freeze an enemy and then roll over with your blade and make him shatter, it feels that feels good, you know? Yeah. But the suits are called javelins, by the thank, way. Thank you. Is one of the classes a lancer though? Like maybe that's their soldier maybe. class? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, on its own, it's fine. It's it's okay. And I think again, it's a good base for something they'll build upon. But if what you're looking for is a schluter um, with the sci-fi themes and with face masks that cover your entire face and you don't want you wonder how the fuck can they see anything there's already not one but two games that do that really well there's destiny 2 and warframe and so i think it's i think it's hard for anthem to carve out its own niche in that space when there's two really good games that have been running several years now that are kind of already doing the same thing i think ea Because it's made by EA, it it had a very short window of time to prove why we needed another one of these. And with their amount of money and resources, it immediately should have looked better and improved upon everything you can already touch. And it's a bummer that it didn't. Yeah. Hmm. And it's a bummer it's from Bioware. Like, dude, this is the second game in a row by Bioware that isn't, you know, isn't getting nine or above, right? Like, um, dude, I love Dragon Age Inquisition. But how many years ago was that at this point? Was that a... A thousand. Was that 2015 game? I'm going to say that, yeah, 2015, 2014, 2015, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going on four or five years. Uh, and then the, the game after that was Mass Effect Andromeda, mm-hmm. which we all know how that went. Uh, and now this, which I, for all intents and purposes, I think it's all it's getting roughly the sim- similar scores on Metacritic. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to knock it because actually I do have fun when I play, mm-hmm. but... When I when I'm sitting there playing it, it just makes me want to play Destiny more, and that's mm. that's the God's honest truth. Like I'm, ta- I'm taking the weird position of like when when they figure their shit out and people are still playing it in like six months when it's on sale, and my I have a friend who wants to do it. Oh, I'm all for it, but I don't know. As as a Destiny vague loyalist, I wasn't. I don't know. I don't know how they expected to get me on board. I think <laughs> this is a great opportunity. If you've ever thought like, hey, I should try out EA Origins to, you know, be able to play games for like 10 days or whatever, this is the perfect game to do it. Like we talked about with Crackdown 3, like that's a great reason. Like if you want to try out Game Pass, like that's a great game to start with because you might not want to spend 60 bucks on it. Anthem right now, it's like if you're curious and if you do want to try it and if you try Destiny and it's not for you, I would I would maybe say, hey, that that'd be a good way to go. Okay. Uh, we have yeah, there are two other games that came out this week. We can't talk about them because yeah. uh, we haven't played them because they come out the same day this podcast does. So Toad Jam and Earl back in the groove mm-hmm. uh, is interesting. Just just unveiled its uh, secret celebrity executive producer Macaulay Culkin, which is what what is happening <laughs> what? to this reality? He, I saw something about him being a retro game expert. Is mm-hmm. that this is fucking. Oh, when you were talking about that home invasion game, uh, Home Alone Simulator came to mind. Yeah, when am I going to get to throw paint cans? (laughs) God, actually. Buy my DLC, you horse's ass. (laughs) Uh, A Home Alone VR game would be 
As as you as the yeah. burglars though, Ooh, as the wet dude, that could be the new Friday the Thirteenth game for me. I would do that. <laughs> oh man, it could be two v one asymmetrical PvP. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, oh, let me be an adult beating up a kid. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, man, and uh, Dead or Alive Six. Yay. Yes, which I, I only have two questions. Okay, uh, is is there an age slider, and uh, can can she kick high? Yeah, where are them jigglies at, man? You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna do yourself a favor and go and go you on see YouTube, face. YouTube the Dead or Alive three commercial. It's one of the most embarrassing things you'll ever see. Really, really old reference. My company is the agency of record for Dead or Alive six. So, so we'll expect our codes and That's and in right. full impressions next week. Can't That's wait. Right. Damn right, she kicks high. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so let's move along on that note to I bet you missed this hot topic. Ah, the sound of my teenage years. <laughs> Big news that hit right after we recorded last week. Mm-hmm. Nintendo of America president Reggie Fizeme retired. Yeah. My body is ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. His body is ready for retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is no longer here to kick ass and make games. Uh, mm. He's going to take his Bigfoot pizza money and go right off into... Uh, I think that my favorite headline I saw... God, what's, what's that parody site? It's like The Onion for video games. Hard Times? Hard Times was... <laughs> Video game industry reeling from employee voluntarily walking away. <laughs> voluntarily leaving industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Reggie is is quitting. Uh, not quitting. He's retiring. Um, good for him to. And it, it was you know apparently mm-hmm. he said I want to go spend more time with with my family and you know have more time to myself. With Who his doesn't? family, of you look like fifty consoles. years old. How come he gets to retire? <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be doing this forever. And his replacement. Get all your jokes ready. You guys got mm-hmm. them all queued up. Got, got them up? all. All right. Uh, Doug Bowser is the new president of Nintendo of America. I'm, I have no jokes. That, like I think Chris Kohler made the best one about when he was hired a few years ago. Like the please don't touch the axe in his office. Oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my favorite was uh, somebody like just showing Twitter trending topics and was like. Reggie Fisame, Doug Bowser, Nintendo, and then down at the very bottom, Doug Bowsette. <laughs> it's like, all right, slow God the fuck it. down. God damn it. Yeah, stop, stop. Too soon. I think my favorite reaction was when people took that image of Doug Bowser in this office room, and then they did that thing where they zoom in on a section in the background, mm-hmm. and if you look closely in the background on a shelf... It's a two plush Mario and Luigi dolls tied up with a GameCube <laughs> controller. I, controller. I think that port. might have been added later. <laughs> the the, uh, the tied up part. Insert picture of Dennis Hopper yeah. from the Mario movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Reggie. It's sort of an end of an era. Um, Why? I, it's it's hard to believe that we ever liked the guy because he's just like he's should be the corporate personality that everybody hates. But I think you could never really beat him up. He'd always come out and just do the same no, thing. He's again. bigger than well, he's you. bigger than everyone. He's, <laughs> oh, like he's six, way four. bigger than me. Yeah, he's huge. He's six, four. Um, but, no, but he 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 represents kind of this fun side of Nintendo execs that I think mm-hmm. Iwata really brought around. Like up yeah. until Iwata, Nintendo execs, well, so they were a little stuffy, right? Like they were behind either behind the scenes and they didn't really have a public persona. 
And I don't know if it was Awada really driving it, but Awada, you know, when he, he started Nintendo Directs and it was, I want people to see more of this behind the scenes and how stuff's made. And Reggie was, he's so not what you would think of when you think of like a Japanese video game company exec, you know, like he is, he is um, outspoken. And, he's American? And, no, he's Haitian American. Even he's Haitian American. Yeah, um, but he's outspoken. He's kind of he's kind of he says things that like normally you'd be like whoa. Like he he, he will he introduce himself by swearing, right? Like that is wow. like that is like for for a Japanese company, it's like that is not really traditional, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know though, but um, I heard a good take on this where basically it was like during the Wii U years, Nintendo might have needed some of their execs to be personalities because mm-hmm. maybe the games in the system weren't really supporting the company or yeah. weren't, weren't speaking on their own or for themselves as much. True. All they needed was a Cliffy B and the GameCube would have lasted two more years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Reggie Reggie had some funny moments that yeah. he was sort of known well, for. I think my favorite one that surfaced recently is like Stephen Totillo asking about Mother 3. And it's just like, <laughs> I really don't want to ask you this question, but you keep kind of forcing my hand. So you just... You just released a mother game. This was back when Mother uh, Zero or One, whatever. The mm, Earthbound yep. Zero beginnings. Yeah, it's like yeah, we we yes, we just released a mother game, uh, Earthbound Beginnings on Wii U. It's like so about Mother Three, and he just like cuts in with, "I will blow you away with my laser eyes." Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the man. The Reginator was a thing, yeah. right? Where they would have these. It was like during E3 press conferences, they would have these like shoddy videos of like with terrible special effects and it just it was so like endearing or this was you know the guy that would became a muppet for one of their nintendo directs mm-hmm. along with the water where i just remember like the That's stroll right. of them walking yeah, down the yeah. hall with that dance. weird muppet thing yeah i don't know he would just do funny stuff and he yeah. was he wasn't he wasn't afraid to make fun of himself uh and he definitely it's the game's business so he didn't take it so serious um but one of my favorite reggie quotes is he was being asked about crunch in the video game industry. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was fairly recent when all the all the you know crunch was really on everyone's mind. And they said, "Well, how does Nintendo deal with crunch?" And his answer was basically, "If we see this happening, what we do is we hire more people to prevent the crunch. We we will put enough bodies at a problem so that people have a good, you know, mm. work-life balance and so that they don't have to work 18-hour days." And I'm just like I don't know if it's true. That's the thing. It's it's a quote from an exec, right? Mm-hmm. And, and largely kind of, it's a PR thing. But like, I would like to believe that is Nintendo's mentality of no, you you should have work life balance, and we'll just make sure we have enough people so that we're not crunching. And hopefully, well, we've I, done. I our also plan. think that's a first party thing where you can yeah. throw as much money at that problem as you need to because this isn't the game isn't meant to be profitable as much as it is a system seller. Must be nice. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Nice. Agrees with me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but so, that, yeah, that's a great point. And I think it's also about um, the negative space with Reggie, like what he doesn't do or what mm. hasn't happened yeah. with him when you look at other executives mm. at that level for bigger for bigger companies and bigger studios and bigger first you know he, bigger he everything hasn't publicly crushed a man's head yeah. with his hands right publicly. <laughs> but, but he, but he hasn't slipped that. up in a way that irritated the entire gaming audience who is ready to murder anybody at any instance yes. for any reason well for a guy who is known to be outspoken he hasn't put his foot in his mouth that often or he, uh, he did yeah. you know yeah, it's exactly. just like yeah he could have he could have gone out there and yeah said something bad or he never did an interview with eight chan <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reference i'll make to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done, Michael. Well played. Um, yeah, so end of an era. Uh, and then so let us begin the triumphant reign of Bowser. Uh, yes. King Koopa, Doug Bowser. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this is a really so uh, Lex Luthor as president kind of scenario <laughs> here. <laughs> He's bald, too. He's got the shaved head. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the king is dead. He used All to work at EA, king. too, I hear. Oh, Bowser did? Yeah. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> uh, continuing with Nintendo news, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct this Wednesday. A very short Direct. It was like, I think it clocked in at like seven minutes or something like that, where they announced Pokemon Sword and Shield is the name of the oh, new yes. Pokemon game. Still uh, no date, still coming late 2019. Hmm. But they did reveal lots of details about this. Uh, so the game takes place in the Galar region. Which is an expansive, their words, expansive region with many environments, idyllic countryside, contemporary cities, thick forests, and craggy snow-covered mountains. I will say this, it's very British. Actually, I have heard, I, I saw someone on Twitter saying like, no, you're wrong, it's Scottish. That they directly reference a bunch of uh, Scottish landmarks. And, Maybe, uh, but it has Big Ben. The, like, the f- there's clearly well, a London in there. I, they they show like okay, this this thing that you think is Big Ben is actually based on this Scottish castle that also has the a U two tower. tower. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, it's. Wait, are you but saying? Like, are you saying Pokemon fans are being pedantic? The girl trainer no. has a tam o' shanter and plaid just, socks. I'm just saying, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. <laughs> I make that reference all the time, and no one. I had to send the YouTube out link out at work. I was like, it's this. I'm referring to this. this that's the Mike worst Mike. when you need to explain a reference Explaining to someone. Explaining jokes. <laughs> that's my brand. Let me baby. slack you this YouTube link. Tyler, have you not been listening to the show? All I do is explain jokes all day long. Hey, look. I've I've said repeatedly and give people numerous reasons that is the one episode of SNL to watch this year because I think it's like the on camera debut of Norm Macdonald and Pat, playing playing one of the devil's minions against Patrick Stewart being the devil. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so last bit of news on the Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. They revealed the starters. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but like you know, I was a little too old when Pokemon you know really made its debut. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, Happy Pokemon belated Pokemon Day, which was this Wednesday as well. Twenty three years old. Twenty three years old of the original. So I was a little too old to really appreciate it, but it was such a weird juxtaposition on Twitter this Wednesday, seeing people simultaneously lose their shit over the new Pokemon game and the Michael Cohen trial, the testimony in front of Congress, because <laughs> they were going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. But every time Pokemon stuff gets announced, I am kind of just feel like I'm an outside observer watching people. And they were breaking down the new starter Pokemon, which there is well, for a... For someone really into both, Matt, it, it foretold, A, the end of the 3DS, and B, the end of the Trump presence. <laughs> so, two things I've wanted to get rid of for a year now. <laughs> All I know is I'm pretty sure that Charizard is racist. And a con man. <laughs> well, he's orange, isn't he? He is. Uh, so the new starter are Grookey, who is a, a grass uh, chimp Pokemon. I love Grookey. Uh, the rabbit Pokemon Scorbunny, who is yeah, a... Yeah, I mean, go on. I'm not... Fire type, sides. yeah, fire type. And the water lizard Pokemon, a Sobble, who hides in the water and spits at people. And is a metaphor for internet depression? Looks like it. Yeah. No, Looks like it's it. a metaphor for the Dilophosaurus robot in the Jurassic Park uh, ride. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> they're big fans over there at the Pokemon Company. I'm so, sorry, I see that name Grookey, and all I can think of is to reference a 20 year old Sprite commercial. I got a Grookey Sea Captain. You remember Jookie, right? No. The leading brand? No. Make seven, Sprite was against? Make seven up yours, Michael. Yeah. Make seven up yours. I will. While we're talking about Pokemon, did you guys check out the new Detective Pikachu trailer? 
No, I haven't actually watched it yet, but I again, I was, I was so on board for the first. Loved the first trailer. It's one of my favorite trailers of the year. Yes. At your behest, I captured this sound. Now, obviously, I've dealt with this putz before, so I'll just do it again. Hey, bud, what are you doing? I can't do it when people are watching. Get me the hell out of here! What the hell? Why would Pikachu swear? Why do you have to have him make him swear in the trailer? I call all my Pikachu's hell ass damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you, you have wouldn't. to. It's a movie. That's why we got to see <laughs> Betty Boop's nipples in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. You got to up that ante, otherwise I could do this at home. Other than the foul language, mm-hmm. uh, it looks really good, dude. There's a lot of really cool stuff in that trailer. Uh, I'm really excited for this movie. I don't know about you guys. I I love the I want to be a hero choice too for that trailer. Uh. Here's the thing. Someone in the official Lazy on Facebook community said, oh, that song is going to replace my previous reference for movies with that song. And I'm like, dude, you can't replace Short Circuit 2, my friend. That is the <laughs> ultimate use of that song. <laughs> Johnny Five swinging Tarzan style to make save the day. Come on. It's the second best song right next to Los Locos Kick Your Balls, mm-hmm. Ass and Face, <laughs> uh, which, is in, which is in Watch Dogs 2, I think. <laughs> Los Locos Kick there, Your Balls. That's right. There is a reference to Los it. Locos there kick is. Your Los, Los Locos Kick, kick Your Balls. Your balls. Outer, outer Space. Yeah, I think the first one is Ass. It's Ass, Face, yeah. Yeah. Ass, yeah. Ass, face, face and Balls. balls. Right. Ass, face, Gotta balls. get them in the right order. Right. That should be the title of this episode. <laughs> Ass, Face, and Balls. <laughs> Yeah, I've got uh, a match. Ass, face, and balls. When a new Pokemon game is announced and they reveal those new starters, do do any of you ever wish, like, man, I just want to choose between, like, a Pikachu and a Charmander? The ass type, <laughs> ass type, face type, ball type. Those are the three starters for Pokemon. And that, yeah, that's what it's Pokemon. What, are they going to stop doing that, with the, making new ones with the seventh? I don't know. I just, I played I played Pokemon a lot more as a as, when I was younger, so when you I almost see, said as a kid, and when you I see the, yourself. the new generation Pokemon, it's like almost like ah, I want to play that, but I want to play with all the old Pokemon. This, this I don't is, need these new. Is this Gen Nine? This is the ninth. I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's Gen. Yes, I agree with you. Um, at what point do we reach like we have too many Pokemon and you mm-hmm. can't literally can't catch them all, <laughs> can't keep track of them all, and should we just go back and reboot? Pokemon, maybe is, is that kind of what you're yeah, thinking? Like, yeah, yeah, and, me... and like in all of these, all of the new new gen editions, you know, you always you'll you'll you'll. It's not like you're not gonna find a Pikachu or a I think that's Squirtle, what let's go. You know what I mean? I mean? Is, isn't it? Yeah, what that's let's, let's go, go is Pikachu for. and yeah. Eevee is you get is, to yeah. play with a friggin' yeah. Pikachu from the yeah. start of the game, and, and it's it's a remake of the, the of Yellow, basically, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, yeah that that's yeah. your nostalgic trip. But uh, yeah, new Pokemon and a new Pokemon movie, so it is it is indeed the year of the Pokemon. Um, in other movie news, um, the Spider-Man movie, yes, Into the Spider-Verse, worth watching the Oscars for, won an Academy Award and yes. made lots of people's nights. Then it was, it turned out later that movie was actually inspired by Shattered Dimensions, the, the kind of forgotten Spider-Man game. What's its real name, Chris? Shattered Dimensions. Thank of course. you. Obviously, yeah. why? Because Nick Cage's character was in that game. No, because the uh, one of the writers of that movie uh, went to Beanox to check out Shattered Dimensions while it was really? being worked on. He, he he came back to Marvel at the time and said, this is a really awesome concept. Now, get this. This, this kind of sucks for the licensor. Comes back from the studio goes... 
they're doing an awesome concept. We should do it way better. And that's where the, the Into the Spider-Verse, the comic, like mm. the miniseries, actually that idea came from. And then the movie, obviously, is, is just an adaptation and a spinoff of that. Huh. So, so this movie, this Academy Award winning Best Animated Film of 2018, has its roots in an Activision Spider-Man game. I don't believe it. <laughs> so weird. I don't believe it. I've I've read Spider Man and Spider Men and Spider Verse, and I, they don't. Spider Men had nothing to do with the Beanox game. Wasn't the follow up to Shattered Dimensions like Edge of the Spider Verse? I just I think it was t- like, hey, what if we made fewer Spider Man levels and only focused on the two that worked in the last game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Um, well, that's a movie that's full of crossovers, and this episode is sort of all about crossovers. Right. And we hinted at the beginning of the show. There is a rumor going around that Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass could be crossing over to other platforms, mm. including Nintendo Switch. Ooh, one more thing about Spider-Verse I just want to mention. I did read that apparently the digital edition, and by extension the Blu-ray, has a special feature that is a basically a bonus deleted movie. Oh, shit. Ooh. That it's, it's just a new like two-and-a-half-hour cut made up of alternate and deleted scenes. Like that weird Anchorman alternate movie that Probably, exists? Probably, yeah. <laughs> or wake up, wake up Ron Burgundy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just all the deleted scenes, so it's it's actually a really it's bad not, movie. It's, it's a deleted storyline. It. It's like the only way you can see Chuck D and Maya Rudolph <laughs> yeah. as characters. Mm. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I can't wait for that. That's awesome. I didn't hear that. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a ton of shit in those trailers that didn't make it in the movie, so I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Is that out already? Can you get it's it? It's out on uh, digital. It's out on digital, oh, it's out on not digital 4K right Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, a couple more weeks for, for physical. They got a lot of them out in time to own, so that you could see them before the Oscars, and then, yeah, they, they all hit rental right after the Oscars, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about crossovers, uh, Game Pass might be coming to Switch, and... Uh, basically, uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show, there are certain games Microsoft is evaluating anything that could run natively on a Switch, things like Ori and the Blind Forest, they might just straight up publish on the Switch. This wouldn't be the first time Microsoft has published a game on the Switch. I mean, they have Minecraft is there right now. Right, yeah. Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, as it got announced, is coming to Switch. Yeah. Technically is them as well. And have you played Minecraft on Switch? I have not. You can get Xbox achievements by playing it on Switch. Yes. yes. That's so, so weird. Yeah, oh, so weird. Xbox Live is already sort of on Switch. Wait, it is? Because that, that's... I'm confused here. And then what they were saying is bigger games uh, might stream. So the thing with Game Pass, it's differentiated right now compared to Sony services. You download the games and then you play them. But Microsoft has been experimenting with streaming, uh, and right. other games have already done streaming on the Switch. Apparently, I guess in Japan, yeah, it's happening right now. Resident you can stream Evil Resident 7, Evil Seven as yeah, we speak on the, on the Switch. Switch. So, so it wouldn't be the first time this happened. And so, yeah, Microsoft is evaluating. I think there's. We keep talking about like what does the next generation look like, and I think one of the things on the landscape of gaming will be streaming, and I think it will be pretty big actually next gen. And so, Microsoft apparently is positioning themselves they might think something very similar in that they are they are establishing this service this game pass service and saying yeah we you know what we don't really care where you play it as long as you give us 10 bucks a month like fuck it you know right it can only call more attention to the xbox platform and like hey we might have a better ecosystem and they definitely do compared to the switch just not the ps4 none of the first parties they don't make money off the hardware in fact a lot of the time they lose money on the hardware so really the hardware was just it's that razor razor blade thing it's just a way to get people in the door so you can make that licensing fee off games on your platform or Mm -hmm. so you can make that money from the software itself so if you can make 10 bucks a month off someone paying you a netflix like game subscription 
then fucking why would you limit? I mean, Netflix is everywhere. You can run Netflix on a TI-88, for fucking Christ's sake, right? Like, so, but, but not the Switch. <laughs> but not the Switch, yeah. But not the Switch. Yeah. So Only Hulu. It reminds me of uh, some of the earlier kind of streaming companies like uh, OnLive and... Oh, Gaikai, God. remember that? Well, well, Sony mm-hmm. bought Gaikai, yeah. and that's yeah. basically PlayStation yeah. now. But on live, again, that's one of those things. Like, I guess they were really ahead of their time. Yeah, they... I, I have an on live, yeah, but I, of course you do. But it was somebody was like, "Hey, does anybody want this at the office?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I do. I collect useless shit." Yeah, did I you get think the that board? Was, was yeah. that me? Uh, no, it wasn't you. No, oh. this, this was more recent. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I just I just have a little streaming box that I'm sure doesn't work anymore, and the controller, which does still work. Wait, I think I'm going back before on live. Remember Phantom? Yes, that's, that's that was the lap, the lap board. board. Yes. Phantom never came out. I still oh, have a yes. Phantom T-shirt from E3 that says "I believe" on the back. That was streaming gaming, though, mm-hmm. way before on live was even right. Because yeah. like on live came out and it was janky, but like nobody could deny like. We're going to be doing this eventually. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of when. And I guess I didn't predict that, like, oh, it'd just be our shitty ISP monopoly that'll keep, that keeps us from doing this. Mm. That we America has, like, the shittiest bandwidth uh, of any industrialized country. But the talk is, the thing that will get around that, 5G is on the horizon. And that's supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. super fast. Like, like, just, like, regular internet speeds fast. And so if that... If all you need is cell towers, they're everywhere at this point. So 5G could actually be the way we do that. Forget forget all the wiring and forget all the fiber and all that shit. It's just like, no, it's just cellular. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can't wait to see what kind of cancer I get. <laughs> the worst cancer. So do you see this as possibly the beginning of the end of the... Of humanity? Well, I mean, I think about people who collect physical, mm. physical box games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I think back to like a couple, like a couple weeks ago, I, I was clicking through Hulu and I selected to watch a movie with commercial breaks and I look on my shelf and right next to my shelf, I have that Blu-ray of that same movie. And you still watch but it But I clicked the Hulu, I clicked yeah. the Hulu version. Well, how many times now have I been like, I have this game for 360, but this it's it's on Microsoft uh, Games with Gold, so I'll just download that version <laughs> yeah. and I never have to put in a disc if never, I want to play this game, well, which I won't because I have like 200 games <laughs> saved on my Xbox hard drive. Or how about my my disc drive broke on my Xbox One and so now digital is the only way I could I, I leave the Destiny 2 disc in there because that's the one I have and that's mm-hmm. what I play all the time but uh, still fascinating I'm still wondering like where Microsoft stands on making being in the hardware business it, it seemed like they doubled down on, on at least Game Pass and their studios they haven't experienced any layoffs and they just changed the names to Xbox Studios so the Xbox brand is he- you're here to stay for the time being. That's software. That's not hardware. I think. I know. I think they're showing their hand where they stand. Is the Xbox became more and more like a PC, and where they're standing is it's PC. It's it's just a, a gaming brand name that will run on just like PC, which is an open mm-hmm. platform. They just anywhere any place that can run it, especially with streaming. Microsoft doesn't give a shit as long as they can take some money for you to rent your time playing this thing. See, I still remember when Sony tried that with PlayStation. Like, PlayStation is going to be a platform agnostic brand. Remember Xperia? It's like, it's going to be a service on phones. Oh, it didn't work so well. Yeah, but that was a few years ago. The tech yeah. hadn't caught up. That's true. Right? That's true. I mean, in a, so you asked that, and it's so funny. This morning, I was literally thinking, so Game GameStop has not been doing particularly well. They've had some rough earnings calls. Let's just say that. 
I was trying to think, where the fuck do you go to buy a video game, a physical box video game? And the only two places I could, well, three I could think of mm-hmm. is Walmart, mm-hmm. Target, mm-hmm. and Costco. Best Buy. Best Buys are not around that much anymore. They're no no. Yeah, you have to remember. Like, I don't know what's going on in the Bay Area, but uh, your uh, tech bro dipshittery has, I think, priced <laughs> out small game stores, and you have none, zero. We have That's plenty true. out here. Ah, lucky. Yeah, no, no I have not found a mom and pop game store in the Bay Area for like twenty years. Yeah, right. Because yeah, they're all probably who would want to open up a store. Mm. <laughs> well, if you gotta you gotta have that two million up front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My hobby was not going to be my job. <laughs> So yeah, to answer your question, I just don't I don't know how much longer physical games will be much of a thing. Uh, I think I hate them. I think there will still be a place for like dedicated boxes for consoles um, because there are certain games that just you can't stream yet. Like the tech mm-hmm. isn't there. Where anything like like an Apex Legends, you're going to notice lag. You know, whereas yeah, Ubisoft did the beta with Google for Assassin's Creed, and Assassins is a game that kind of. The movement isn't like super responsive, where and it's not a Twitch shooter or anything like that. No, it, it controls fine, but Assassins is, has more of that flow. It's, it's not it, about it's, like the millisecond control no, that you need with a shooter. Fluid animations yeah. going from thing to thing, where it's it's not a Twitch game, right? It's it's um, you have a little bit more time to figure out what you're doing next in that, and, or you literally hold a trigger and it'll parkour for you, right? It, it does it thinks thinks for you getting through the environments. Um, so yeah, I. I think there will be certain games, though, that will call for, like, hey, you might actually need a powerful PC. Like, if you're doing, like, eSports or something like this, and, and it's down to the millisecond in terms of timing, yeah, I could see that being around. Uh, and I don't think next generation will be the generation we just go all streaming. Uh, but maybe after that, maybe, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe games have already gone the way of movies. It's It's like why nobody's making 8K movies yet, because there's nowhere to play them. So I don't, I don't see any hardware driving games being made anymore. I really don't. It's all about play, playing games that are optimized for core computers or PCs better. Hmm. Uh, but more fascinatingly, if this goes through, uh, a Nintendo-Microsoft partnership would turn Sony into Nintendo overnight. Like the, <laughs> the only people not playing this game. Uh, that'd be so weird. Hmm. No, we don't want your app, Xbox. We're fine with no cross-platform play, and also no sling or other <laughs> or other competing video devices. I mean, Microsoft. No, we don't. Microsoft has always been very savvy about working with competitors. I mean, going yeah. back to like Microsoft Office on Mac. Yeah. Uh, yep. This is this is not new territory for them. Yeah. Yeah. They put apps on the iPhone when the Windows Phone failed. Like, mm-hmm. They don't. They don't look at it that way. They don't yeah. care. And Sony. I mean, to be fair, like. They have competing services for their digital for their video offerings, right? Like you can you can download movies through the PlayStation Store, or like Chris mentioned, like Sling is an app. Yeah, but un- undeniable video services that even Comcast boxes serve now. But if you want like a live digital subscription to cable television, there are multiple options, and they actively block them. Mm-hmm. Directv Now and Sling among them. Oh, they, I didn't know. So PlayStation blocks Sling. Interesting. Yeah, play, PlayStation View, and like people are going to shit all over me for this, but it blocked other shit for years. Mm. Uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I, they wanted people to use that awful video service. Didn't uh, Comcast block like some PS4 TV service? Well, there's PlayStation. Yeah, for- yeah PlayStation View, as I think yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. talking about. like, oh, okay. yeah, 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 PlayStation View. It's it's the it's the worst streaming service for your money. But if you only have a PlayStation, you have no option. Ah, yeah. 
no other option. Yeah, but they try to sell it to you. Like I think you can run that through a Roku. Like I mm. think there's an app. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can do it through other vi- devices. They don't assume PlayStation owners already have in their house, yeah. or assume already have in their house. But uh, yes, it is as. I always look into it is the least amount of channels for the most amount of money. <laughs> don't yeah. don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're talking about game services. Let's talk about the new free games for PS Plus and Games mm. with Gold for March were announced uh, earlier this week. So on the Xbox side, we get Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. Mm. Pretty good game. Mm-hmm. We get Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion. Enchiridion. Dude, really? You're going to correct me on a fucking Adventure Time game? It's Adventure Time. It's Uh, amazing. Sure. (laughs) That's the book that teaches you how to be a hero. I'm sure you played that game, right? I haven't, actually. I've only played played Adventure Time, Hey Ice King, Why'd You Take Our Garbage, which is fantastic. There have been like several Adventure Time games. Yeah, but that one's the best. So this one's like an open world Adventure Time game? Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Then uh, in terms of backwards compatible titles, you get Star Wars Republic Commando, an OG Xbox title. Which, uh, yeah, we talked about in our non-Jedi Star Wars games mm-hmm. uh, episode. And, and then uh, this one really excites me, because I never got around to playing it. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh, yes. Ooh, Revengeance. Revengeance? That's a revengeance. word I don't hear very often. Because <laughs> it's not a real word. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Revengeance. Uh, on the Sony side, uh, this is the first month where we get the scaled back PlayStation Plus, where there's no PS3 or Vita games being offered. Mm-hmm. So it's all just it's only PS4, two games, but they're really good games. First, we get Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is coming. Jeez, and really? Yeah. Remember we were mad we had to pay for that. Oh man, yeah. Well, it was <laughs> like you got it. it for pre-ordering one of the Call of Duties, or yeah, you like had to buy it separately edition. for like forty bucks. Or was something it like Infinite that. War? Yeah, might have been Infinite Warfare. Yeah, the uh, space one. The second game is The Witness. That really good game by the creator of Braid, Jonathan uh, Blow. Blow. Blow me. Yeah. Blow me. It's yeah. it's like Diner Placemat, the game. <laughs> Great, so I'm going to keep running into the crocodile over and over again. Exactly. It's uh, If you like puzzle games, man, The Witness is really good. Uh, and then when you figure out the trick to The Witness, oh, it's even better. Like when you figure out what it's been showing you the entire time hiding in plain sight. Mwah, very mm. good game. Very good game. Um, Has it been hiding Braid the whole time? <laughs> yes, you have to play it backwards. Ah, uh, okay. And it means something nice, different. Nice. Uh, and then the last bit of news... There was kind of two Microsoft stories. Number one, there's a there's a new Connect coming that is not for games. It's just like industrial applications. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, that's, that's totally practical, actually. But related, <laughs> yeah, uh, related news. Microsoft employees are petitioning against Hololens being used for military tech. So Hololens, what the which fuck? they showed Woke at, Microsoft, what are we doing here? They showed Hololens at E3 a few years ago. Remember that display where they basically like built? It looked like a Lego Minecraft castle on the stage of a guy like looking at this like mm. Minecraft yeah. world on a table in front of him. Um, they apparently Microsoft has maybe been in talks. I, I don't know how far in talks with like the military they are, but these empl- they, they must be far enough where employees were saying. We don't want all this hard work we put into this tech being used for military tech. Yeah, the same way they didn't want ICE using their office software. <laughs> what the fuck's going on, Microsoft? Isn't this basically the plot of the 1985 Val Kilmer uh, classic Real Genius? 
where it's like Maybe. the computer nerds. Yes, I can appreciate not wanting your technology to be used to kill people. But that's yeah. that's what happens all the time yeah, with this tech. Like, yeah, it's sadly the only way the country, sp- the uh, the government spends money on technology is for that reason, but Pretty not much, private yeah. companies. But it is weird that like, but okay, Google, yes. We stopped hearing about HoloLens a few years ago in terms of the gaming applications. Like, remember they showed us that one? God, who was it? It was, oh, uh, it was um, Conquer, right? There was that Conquer experience of like the guy was had Conquer like on a desk in front of him, and then I just haven't seen anything about I it. I don't remember this at all. I, I remember the name, but I don't remember anything. Maybe maybe that Minecraft display I remember. This yeah. is the thing where you put on the glasses and it's 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 not virtual reality. It's, it's augmented, augmented reality. reality. Yeah, it's it's like the magic Arg! leap. St- it's the magic leap stuff like they're working right, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, where uh I mean you can totally dude, we've all played video games where they use this shit. Like this is every Tom Clancy game where you put on glasses and that tech, you could see it being used to like identify mm-hmm. enemy targets and put big red crosshairs on them or identify friendlies so that you're not doing... I mean, to me, I'm like, yeah, it, I could totally see the military getting really good use out of tech like that. And mm-hmm. if it makes it safer for our soldiers, like, yeah, I'd, I'd Maybe. actually, yeah. I'm just reminded of um, one time years ago, I think around Black Ops 2, uh, at E3, I was waiting in line to see Black Ops, and there was this military consultant that they had hired who was just wandering around talking to people in line. Oh, that's terrifying. And I, But I remember him like talking to this guy behind me, and he was just saying, like, American companies make so much shit that you like all these soldiers are weighed down with like a hundred pounds of gear that only exists because <laughs> the government wants to pay American businesses to make stuff for the military. It's it's and, almost like the military industrial complex predictions yeah, came through. Exactly. Came through. Exactly. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say he walked the line and just went up to people and like Holy dog shit! How tall are you, Private? I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> no, he <laughs> that can't read you. You're so short. <laughs> he wasn't Arlie Ermy. <laughs> God rest his soul was yeah. not in the Oscar tribute. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no, this this guy just clearly wanted, you know, love to talk to people. And uh, but yeah, it was it was telling that, and it, that that just always stuck with me. That it's just like we don't want to be weighed down with all this crap. It's yeah. just technological bullshit that exists for no reason. A lot of it. Yeah. Right. I was trying to remember what I was reading recently about the tremendous waste of money that comes from military excess yeah. spending. Like buying coffee cups for like $100 a piece just because somebody won a contract. Well, not even that. Like, you know, we all saw that West Wing episode where Christian Slater broke an ashtray and was like, this is a $500 ashtray and I just broke it because on a submarine you need a glass ashtray that breaks this specific way. Because Why, why not <laughs> yes, have plastic ashtrays? <laughs> didn't, didn't watch West Wing, only watch the newsroom, have no idea what you're talking about. All right, about. but uh, <laughs> I, I was going really? somewhere with this. But like the, <laughs> the F-35, that, that ridiculous trillion-dollar fighter plane, and now I'm getting too political, but it has like a, a, a virtual reality headset inside that, like the hardware for this, takes up a bunch of room in the cockpit. Like, there's no reason for this. You literally can't see it. No, no, you can't see it. Seriously, the president thought it was invisible. He did. <laughs> he isn't, did. Isn't that what the drone stuff does? Like, if you're going to put a virtual reality headset in a cockpit, mm-hmm. can't that guy be sitting in Arizona? Yeah, that's what they do with the drones now. There's no greater way to to ensure your flight fails than by putting a human being in the cockpit. At this point, huh? Yeah, just make an advanced drone. I don't. I don't know the point I was originally trying to make with this, other than I just thought it was weird that video game tech that we hadn't heard of for several years that came back into our 
mm-hmm. realm of news because apparently it's being adapted for military technology. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's it's a fucked up thing that like I can't articulate very well, but like typically, literally, the military has always been the driver of all technologies. And then people like games benefit from it later. It's military and like NASA. Right. And now, and now we're in a situation where most tech companies don't really want to move tech forward. Just iterative, iterative things to keep selling a product. Uh, it's very strange. It's very strange why we're falling behind as, a, as, a, as Americans. Hi. I'm a, I'm a weird lefty. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but I think to your point earlier, it sounded like you were saying it's... it's the AR technology is such a broad kind of a thing, then wouldn't it eventually be used not just for military purposes, but for Everything. all it's, kinds of different so things? Magic so Magic Leap, there was a story, I didn't read too much in detail, but Magic Leap was out there earlier this week talking about like yeah, the magic verse that they envision with, with, with their AR technology. Oof, get a hold of yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which um, everything has to be a cinematic universe. It's now. it's very cyberpunk in that like they, they showed like a map of a city or something and then it showed like now here's all the AR that would be on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's what you think of. It's it's fucking it's AR pop ups of hey, I just drove by that Taco Bell and now here's an AR coupon that popped up, like, hey, you can get the dollar off a of taco, come in here. So there's a ton of applications for AR. Or th- just think of like we all we all probably use the map software on our phone for directions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, imagine if your car had some AR built into the windshield where it would do that for you, and just there would be a line that it would paint on the road saying just fucking follow this line, and you're going to get where you're going. You know, so there's there's like really good applications for AR. And like I was saying earlier, if it's something that could like keep our soldiers safer, like fucking, I'm I'm all for that. You know, but uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, it is such a broad technology. I, I think AR will become a bigger thing than VR. I don't know. I, f- I find AR very intrusive and impractical. But I, I, I used to say the same thing about VR, but I, it's, 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 it is the, it probably, I guess you consider VR the logical step in between a TV and an ARG because it's just strapping a TV to your consciousness. The problem I have with VR, though, is you are immediately just isolated and you can't see anything that's going on around you. And it's just like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> someone who has ADD and a fucking phone shit. with alerts on it, I love it. Yes, but I mean, having ridden Muni uh, in the city here, I wouldn't strap a fucking <laughs> VR uh, headset onto my face in Muni, right? I'm, yeah, and that's why you and I don't play DDR on the train either. We <laughs> play it at home constantly. Maybe you uh, don't. <laughs> the privacy of our own home. Similar to how you were talking earlier about how with 5G on the line and hot, faster internet speeds to make like stream streamed gaming a viable thing, I think with uh, AR, we'll, once we see smart glass kind of catching up, and becoming mainstream, that's when we'll see stuff like the car, driving down the car and your GPS interacts with mm. with your windshield to like show you the actual map and route. It, it already does it in a lot yeah. of high-end cars where, you know, through your um, just the GPS in the middle thing, it'll, it'll just say, oh, here's here's where all the gas stations are. Here's what the traffic's like. like yeah, but it's, still, still windshields have been like off-limits. I can see that like the second one bad thing happens. Again, cars are already our biggest killer uh, in, right in front of guns, I think. Mm. Uh, and and they, they haven't done anything to get rid of guns, so I can't imagine they're going to like add more car deaths. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm going to sound super cynical when I say this, but it all depends on how much money the car, the auto lobby throws at Congress, and that's what will de- decide what we get and what well, we don't. Let's put it. Let's put it this way, Matt. Uh, when's the last time you put uh, gas to feed your car food? <laughs> they're going to stay as far behind as they can. 
All right. Well, All right. I, I went really, really off yeah. topic. I had, I had my fun. point was that the Pentagon is full of bullshit technophiles. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all the news that is fit to play. Yes, let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's qu- not as much as the last segment we just. That's did. true. That will no, that, that will way more segmented. Yes. Um, yes. But you know, take heart in that only a small percentage of listeners will actually make it that far. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, last week's question of the week was: What's the worst ending? From any game you've played. Uh, Tyler, you weren't here last week. Does anything mm-hmm. come to mind off the top of your head? You, you know what? You're going to hate me because I Am see The Legend of Zelda right there. Ooh. And I remember when I was a little kid and I got The Legend of Zelda for the first time, I was mm-hmm. so young that I actually got too scared to keep playing it when you'd get into really? dungeons and stuff. Huh. The spooky music and the skeletons was pretty spooky. <laughs> so I ended up going back and forth to that game over the course of years, mm-hmm. you know? And then when I got a little older, you know, I figured it out and I played it 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 and I played it. Sure. And then I beat it. And then, you know, tech scroll. I don't know what I was expecting, but I just remember feeling a little disappointed mm. after I got to the end. Even though... It was a great experience all the way through, and it's in a weird way I played that game for years because it scared me too much when I first saw it. Huh. <laughs> and it feels it's so embarrassing to say to feel like I got scared of the dungeons in The Legend of Zelda because they're just little pixelated skeletons with a slightly darker yeah, yeah, color yeah. scheme, you know? Well, if you want to make if you want to feel better about yourself, you remember the the game Rastan that Sega did. Yes. No. The the first time that I I like made it to one of those six armed skeletons and the music changed. <laughs> I like I was like nope, I'm done. <laughs> I think I was probably like eight. Ah <laughs> uh, man. But anyway, uh, first answer on Vinci Game Apocalypse comes from Trick the TM, who says the worst ending I can think of is the. Like all these are going to be spoilery. I'm just going to say that off the bat. So if you're if if you're averse to hearing spoilers for any of these, just skip ahead. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, the worst ending I can think of is the true ending of Asura's Wrath before the DLC came out. You find out the spider god that's been aiding you is evil and possesses your daughter. Then it fades to black and you are told that Asura's rage would not satiate. So it's left with a sequel or miraculously or more accurately a DLC hook. I get trying for the anime aesthetic, but doing the read the manga style ending pisses me off. Ugh, yeah. That one is notorious. Mm. Any any game that relied on DLC for the ending, uh, yeah. this is yeah, it's no no bueno. Phazon Master says the worst ending is Star Ocean till the end of time. If it was a one-off game, it's actually a pretty cool sci-fi twist. Instead, all it does is invalidate not only the events of the game you've just played, but it also invalidates the entire series up to that point, saying that Star Ocean and Second Story never happened. It was incredibly frustrating. What? That's annoying. Uh, frustrating yeah. is an, an understatement there. It sounds like the it sounds like the Terminator Genesis of games. Yes. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. You know what I tell myself when an alternate timeline says, "Oh, this never actually happened." None of it happened. It's fiction. Who cares? I like the earlier games. They happened. Keep it to yourself, John Landis. <laughs> Neon Genesis and Garfield says... <laughs> I love that name. Uh, says lasagna and then nothing for <laughs> uh, is the, uh, Mondays. Is the episode... 
uh, title Weeby and Bob reference. Uh, Weeby and Bob reference? Weeble this is the answer to uh, last week's episode, the, uh, the Bob. The bad answer to this week's question is uh, not Mass Effect 3. Haters eat my ass. I'm with you, Evan Garfield. <laughs> so, Michael, was it a Weeble and Bob reference? It, it was not. It was just, I, I see that come up a lot in Japanese games, the bad end. I see. Like, you got the bad end. And then, yeah, point of clarification, a lot of people were commenting like, how dare they equate people who didn't like Mass Effect's ending with people who didn't like The Last Jedi? So we uh, say it, we whoops. said it turns out you're exactly the same. <laughs> what we were what we were commenting on was whiny fandoms. And may I point out the irony of you going and whining about us pointing out the whiny fandoms. We weren't Look, you got you can fucking not like the ending of Mass Effect Three. That's fine. You're not a bad person. You can dislike the Last Jedi. It doesn't make you a yeah, bad person. Right. I, I don't want to hear about it or see thumbnails of, about it on YouTube at this point. But what? when you commit, when you commit the next two months of your life to proving to everyone else that it's objectively bad, right. You've gone crazy. Or, or when you bug the company enough that right. made that enough to change the ending through DLC, as was yeah. the case with Mass Effect. That's what we were talking about, guys. Yeah, that was that was the strange part. It's like I, I, I don't disagree. I haven't I've never seen the original ending. I don't disagree that it was necessarily a shitty ending. Fine. But uh I do. It's 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 a strangely unprecedented thing to then demand a new ending. Yes. So that is that is what we were talking but about. But whatever, it happened. I'm not gonna Yeah. Anyway. The next one comes from Matt Brunel Matt Brunel says, Don't think I'm the only one who feels this way, but Fallout 3's ending pissed me off and was so honestly the first time an ending left me feeling empty. Go through hell to find your dad in the wasteland. You find him. He gets killed. Go through more shit to find the guy who killed him, i.e. huge bosses, massive mutated monsters, hordes of zombos, etc. And it's just a guy in a trench coat that died in one shot? It's nothing special at all, and then your companion, Super Mutant, won't even do you a solid and go in the radiation chamber for you. You know, the shit he's immune to, asshole. I played through the ending of Fallout 3 years and years after it came out, and I remember, like, Diana wandering in and seeing uh, Fox following me around, and he's like, who's that guy? Is like, is that a zombie? Like, no, it's a super mutant. And she's just like, people, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a giant zombie with half a face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot. See, all I can remember from the Fallout 3 ending is this giant robot. Uh, oh, yeah, storm, the storming the water Liberty purification. Prime. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did play it with the uh, the DLC, so I got to send him in, and he's fine. Everything's fine. Can continue playing after that. Thank you. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, witty nickname says my elementary school best friend and I sunk an unfathomable amount of time amount of our allowances into renting and re-renting. Guess which game? Karnov for the NES. <laughs> wow. I cannot defend this. Nope. It's a terrible game. We were stupid kids. Beating that ceaselessly cruel, no checkpoints nightmare should have been a crowning achievement of our pre-adolescent years. Instead, we're greeted with a black screen and the words, Congratulations, the end. <laughs> no one was ever supposed to see this. No, nope. <laughs> uh, we, did, we didn't think of an ending. We did, Sorry, we didn't, yeah, we didn't uh, come up with any. Yeah. There's a decent chance I would have burst into tears at that moment had I been alone. Fuck Karnov. <laughs> oh, poor Karnov. You're gonna hate bad dudes. He's totally. <laughs> um, also, Karnov's revenge and fighters' history. Oh man, Karnov, one of the worst game characters. <laughs> 
love him. He's my favorite. Uh, I am not a twit. Says the worst uh, ending of any game I have ever played would be. It's, it's this is it's the same as Karnov's. Would be the original uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Whose fucking idea was it to say, "Hey, you went through all this hell to get some poontang, and you get to start <laughs> all over again"? Because the first time you did it, it was all an illusion, and this time it's real. We promise. And when you're done, it just says congratulations. Congratulations. I forget. I can't remember if that one's misspelled. I think uh, it's fantastic. I think the misspelled one is the the Ghostbusters Genesis game. It's like congratulations. It's the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One or, of our other commenters yeah. referred to it. Uh, I think. It, I think it, then in Ghosts and Goblins, I think it's just congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Mighty Number B on Twitter says the worst ending in a video game is going to the 2008 version of Prince of Persia. You spend hours fighting the same bosses yeah. and finally take down the evil god, and your partner sacrifices herself, and the prince just goes nope and resurrects the girl he just met and damns the world in the process well that was like also a, a shameful like dlc setup as well right i uh, don't remember actually mm, yeah i mean like I it, it, the, the ending was in the dlc the real ending was well the good ending was in the dlc and we, as we've observed it's not a video game ending unless it's good chris lee Hosett says starcraft brood wars scared teenage me the Zerg have taken over. Everyone is doomed, and Kerrigan talks about how pleased she is with her work. De Gaulle sends a goodbye message to his family, is overcome by guilt, shoots himself, and his fleet gets overrun by the swarm for good measure. It's all terrible and amazing, and the music rules. All this in only two minutes of 90s CG. Wasn't that the one that like leaked years before it came out? Could be. Mm. I mean, it takes yeah, it takes forever to make those games. I'm sure the CG mm-hmm. was done well in advance. Yeah. Uh, well, Phil Prather says Rage has the worst ending. You fight your way into the Authority Capital, and it ends with fighting waves of normal enemies while a progress bar fills. Once complete, it plays a cutscene of the remaining underground vaults coming to the surface and opening. That's it. I tried to recall the names of the Resistance and the Authority factions in the game, only to discover that they're actually called the Resistance and the Authority within the story. (laughs) The name of the capital is Capital Prime. (laughs) The game looked great, but that ending was the worst. Hey, those are my two favorite tag teams in wrestling, the Resistance and the Authority. (laughs) True, true. Someone's going to eat chair. Uh, you know what, Phil? If you if you got the good ending, uh, that's where you unlock the light gun level that Jesse is playing in Breaking Bad. Otherwise, <laughs> right. that doesn't exist. Oh, boy. Yeah. I forgot about that scene. Hey, good enough to get a sequel coming this year. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Breaking Bad? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. They're talking movie for that. Yeah, they are. Prequel. Yeah, sequel. It's happening. So, new question of the week. What's your dream video game crossover or cameo. I'm just going to say years and years ago there was a very ambitious crossover game produced for the Sega Saturn called uh, Iron Man and Exo Manowar. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they should bring that back but make it Iron Man and Exo Manowar and Samus and Master Chief and one of the freelancers from Anthem. And that should be the full title right there. That's a that's a great highlight of what a terrible position Marvel was in during that era. They had to Exo team up with Man another War. who remembers another that? company's Iron Man named Exo Manowar who doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but they were somehow on equal financial footing at, at this in this era. Mm-hmm. Exo Manowar was very hot in the early to mid nineties. I remember. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Iron Man, my crossover would be. 
Destiny and Anthem, the Iron Man game, so that oh, my fucking God. Destiny Guardian could wipe the floor with my mm. Anthem Javelin and prove Destin the dominance. Anthem. Destin Anthem, there it is. Or you can call it Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I don't know. That's like the biggest laugh I've ever got for saying one Italian first name. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wow. Jesus. Uh, Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Mario and Sonic, we got, but we've never really gotten the true crossover. We've gotten an Olympic game. We've gotten Smash crossovers. We've gotten, I think he's been in kart racers. Uh, I don't know, but maybe a platformer. I I don't know. Whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I still like Anthony. Anthony is the best crossover that was ever created. <laughs> I, I think it's it's unfair that the 2D Zelda games never crossed over with Bomberman because they look almost oh, exactly wow. the same, and Link tosses bombs in the exact uh, yeah. same way. Yeah, yeah. And imagine having bombers, the Bomberman stages in traditional, by that I mean old, 2D Zelda dungeons, and I just want to keep the name Bomberman out there in the public because Bomberman is a pure and lovable thing that deserves to continue to exist and I don't want people to continue to counter the name only in third world news broadcasts of horrific events. Bomberman is beautiful. I just want it to happen so that uh, well, Dodongo just shits himself every time Bomberman <laughs> walks into the room. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Xavier Woods just join the cast, cast of uh, Super, Mom, Super Bomberman R? Wait, did he? Yeah, uh, and, but, yeah. But also think about it for real. Like uh, a 2D Bomberman game where Bomberman teams up with Link, but Link has all those fucking powers from Breath of the Wild, stopping time, mm. whacking shit, uh, maybe making bigger explosions, time time detonations. I don't know. Bomberman's a dope series, dude. I want to see more Bomberman. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and he only popped up as a PNG in the world of Smash Brothers World of Light, and that's the last time I've seen him. So, come on. I didn't like Bomberman R. Bomberman with, like, Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Get that multiplayer mm. in there. There you go. Co-op Bomberman. I like it. I don't know if this counts, but I would love to see, and and I'm not sure if this counts because it's not established series or franchises or anything, but I've always wanted to see a cool RPG done in the South Park style, but licensed with the Venture Brothers. Oh, you're speaking my language. And I would love for that to be a success and then for a crossover to happen with, and I'm inspired by your wall here, by uh, Deadpool and Gwenpool, because I love the, like, breaking the fourth and fifth and sixth wall kind of stuff within a a video game, a game within a game, within a (laughs) comic book story within a game. It'll never happen! (laughs) Dude, it can totally happen! (laughs) It can never... You're never to cross universes. Come on, stop but all right, I can't stop right now. I gotta go to bed. They're mammals uh, <laughs> Lady, no I have cuttlefish. I thought you were gonna say the ultimate crossover, Game of Thrones with the Bud Light Knight, which we all wanted. I just really hope that character's dead and they stop saying dilly dilly forever. Mm-hmm. I apparently don't watch enough over-the-air television to have ever heard that before. I would love to see a Game of Thrones crossover with something cool with dragons. Mm. Mm. Like, like freaking finally. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> dragon. Ooh. Like Dragonlance. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't have dragons. Dragonheart. Mm. Oh, God. He was the last Henry. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is your dream video game crossover or cameo? Let us know. Go to VidyGameApocalypse.com. Answer in the comments under episode 305. 
or go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Join it. It's a great welcoming place that posts fun things, but look for the thread where they talk about the question of the week. Answer there. Alternately, hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. So let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Tyler, is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, yeah, Dead or Alive 6 is launching this week. Hell yeah! Oh yeah. Have fun and play I actually it. love the DOA series. I spent many a countless match playing DOA 2 with yeah. my, on Dreamcast. Oh, that was which, the best. Which is the one, which is, the, what was the Dreamcast name though? It was like a modified version of DOA 2. Uh, Are you thinking like the, the PS2 version modified the name? I oh, think. that's right. That's yeah, right. Because right, that came right. later. It's called Comments the Jiggling. Because I love <laughs> DOA in that it's, it's basically rock, paper, scissors, the fighting game where it's like either you have the strikes mm-hmm. or you have the catch moves, which counter the strikes. Or you have the holds, which counter the catch moves. And so the match is entirely just a thing of like, okay, what do you think I'm going to do? And now I'm going to change it up. And oh, fucking, I love it. I love it. I also like that, especially in the later series, the levels themselves have more character oh, than they play you into the match. You, you do a shit ton of damage. Yeah. You knock a dude down a stairway. He's yeah. feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. There's like multiple planes in the uh, Dead or Alive yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And DOA, like, it's one of those things where, like, you can button mash and feel really cool and you'll do like some awesome combos. But like if you actually take the time to learn the systems, like there's a decent fighting game there. Yeah. Totally. All right, Chris. Yes. Uh, this week's Laser Time, we're trying to bring back Saturday morning for you. Hmm. Recreate Saturday morning uh, in full effect. See if we're successful. I think we're almost there. Uh, but uh, 30 20, 10 this week, again, super fun. I believe we're talking about, of course, Pepsi Man in terms of games. Uh, but movies, um, come see, uh, hear us talk about, me, Diana, and Sarah talk about the movie, okay, this is going to sound crass, uh, but Got Me Laid the Most, and by that I mean twice. <laughs> that that movie okay. is 20 years old, and it really, really, I'm going to try and put this delicately, made the chick soup horny. And uh, what movie am I talking about? You'll find out, 30, 20, 10 this week. Uh, and Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Speaking of Diana and Sarah, uh, Diana joined us for an Oscars bitch sesh. Mm. Uh, yes, we are not. We are joining in the pylon and complaining about the Oscars. Uh, how come Green Book didn't win more awards? Why just one? <laughs> and, and, and among that, uh, how, did a, how did a Marvel movie win Best Animation when they're comic books? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Got him. And, uh, yeah, come to, please check that out. Uh, we have a ton of cool stuff coming for you on patreon.com slash laser time, including the return of the Monday night movie. Fingers crossed YouTube unbans us. Uh, and then we can hopefully do that much, much more for something super exciting that we're doing right now. So thanks guys. Patreon.com slash laser time. Love you. Uh, well, if you've listened this far, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, why not go over to iTunes and write a review of the show? Uh, five stars only, please. Hmm. Uh, Hopefully, you know, you like what you hear and, and uh, want to tell other people about it. So that always does help us, by the way. Uh, the more five-star reviews we get, the more people will see the show and listen to the show. So we appreciate that. And then if you want to follow me personally, I am on Twitter at Matty C. Allen. Yeah, and you also put us on Spotify recently. We are on the Spotify, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Viz- Visit us online at vidjagameapocalypse.com, part of lasertimepodcast.com, or uh, look at my stuff personally on Twitter at wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. 
I have a phobia I've always been embarrassed about because I know there's no logical reason for me to be afraid of this. But uh, I am deathly afraid. Here's the scenario. I'm urinating and I have to sneeze or cough really bad. <laughs> I will not sneeze or cough in midstream. I will, I will, I will stop peeing <laughs> and let out the cough or sneeze, or I'll, or I'll hold it in and wait till I'm done so that I can. Do you think it's going to rupture your bladder? Yeah, or because something? in a way, weird way, I feel like the pressure of a sneeze or cough will somehow the pressure will push the liquid through, and my penis will just explode. <laughs> Like a like one of those novelty cigars. Well, like an egg from the Alien movies, just splitting open. You know what I mean? And I know that will never happen, but I can literally count on because how many times does that happen? People that you have, have to pay money no, no, no. to do that. Yeah. that shit happens, man. My yeah. friend, my friend's uncle. That happened to him. Who works right? in Nintendo. He works in Nintendo. He works in Nintendo. He was peeing. <laughs> and Reggie walked up behind him. He got nervous. And he, uh, he sneezes when he gets nervous. Right. His dick exploded. Yeah. It was It's tragic. Yeah, no and Reggie's dick. like, we're putting that in Super Mario Brothers 6, <laughs> which right. is already out in Japan. That's right. That's right. <laughs>